And welcome back to the Letterman here on 90.7 WCLH. As you heard, Mr. Charles Reggie Billy Searle. Sorry about that. Didn't know we were on air. But it's great to be. Happy Monday. Hey, you know what? It's nice to jazzy little little intro. I love it. Of course. Gets, it brings my mood up and gets me ready to just talk. Talk sports. Of course. We're also here, joined in studio by Mr. Wonderful himself, Stephen Yukoski. Wonderful to be here. All wonder, wonderful, wonderful news just received. I was almost late, but I wasn't. Broke my wrist like eight weeks ago. Doctor says 100 percent Yes, sir. So, just in time for the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Stevie's off the R I R. Well, I've got, IR. I've got. He says, he says two, two weeks, two weeks before I can start like, you know, like lifting stuff again. But yeah, it's a uh, bone, fully healed. So we're we're feeling good today. We like that. It's good, good to today. hear. Good to hear, Stevie. Speaking about bones not fully healed, our 49ers fan Kevin Smith is also in the building. That's a perfect intro. Bang, bang. That's so depressing. I'm so sorry. Gavin, I'm so sorry for the next six months, but is your elbow okay? <laughs> yeah, my, my elbow's okay. Yeah, if they need me, they can call me. <laughs> well, I don't think they're going to be needing you anytime soon, unfortunately. Oh. Sad, I said unfortunately. Tough, what? I don't think that they're playing another game in the next six months. But they have uh, spring training. True. Or what do they call it now? O- OTAs. OTAs. No, Trey will be there for that. You Trey and Trey, man. Trey will be there, 100%. Don't worry, Brock Purdy. Big offseason. Speaking of the offseason, we have a pretty decent free agency class. Yeah, absolutely. In 2023. Dude, I, I, compiled, I compiled this list, and I, and I want you to know, for, like, there's even more <laughs> wide receivers. There's not that many more tight ends, but there's a couple more offensive linemen. But on defense, man. So many guys on the defensive line. I just picked out the ones I thought were the most important because there's a lot of older guys, like veterans, yeah, that are uh, that are free agents this but year. But those those guys, when they get to like their th- mid thirties, they're always yeah. There's always a couple the vets I did put on here, um, but we'll get to those guys later. But yeah, so there's there's there is a lot of of guys in free agency this year. We might as well start with the most important position in all football, the head coaching position. Just kidding. I go with left tackle. Well, I'll go with QB because they they win and lose games, according to ninety five percent of the people. As an offensive lineman, I have to uh, listen, I, I have I, to respect the big boys. Listen, I you know. know who had a great game? One of these uh, free agent quarterbacks, Geno Smith, was <laughs> dotting it up at the pro. Yeah, yeah, Even five that. touchdowns, man. I know. I saw those. Yeah, you know what's crazy? Geno Smith and Kirk Cousins. They were having so much fun. Kirk was so pumped up. Kirk lives game. for it. He, he loves he it. He was so happy. I, I saw Gino drop that dime to C.D. Lamb, yeah. I think it was, right, in the corner. Yeah. That was a nice throw. I love Kirk, but um, I hope this is his last Pro Bowl. Jeez. He looks fine. Not, not fine. because, like, I don't think he's a good quarterback. I just want some younger guys in there. I want, I want some no, I can't stand more uh, I, I can't. appealing I quarterbacks. Because like he's just, like, so I feel like he's such a likeable guy. I he is. agree. No, I'm not, I'm, not hating, I'm not hating on Kirk. I just... I'm no, he's a likable guy, but he's just, like, really overrated. I'm hoping some of the young talent in the NFC, because honestly, like, other than Jalen Hurts, outside of the NFC, there's not much, like, really quarterbacks that, like, you're, you're, getting, you're getting on with, if that makes sense. No, I agree. Yeah. Kirk is, like, Kirk's in the, he's, like, a top 13 quarterback, maybe. Yeah, I would say. Yeah. Top 13. I mean, he's, he's good enough to get your teams to the playoffs. Yeah, for sure. With weapons. I don't think he could do it all on spot. No, he, he did, well, when he was younger, he could. 
back in 2015 with the Washington team. He brings a lot of he brings a lot of fire. You could say that about Kirk. What are you, what are you doing over there? He's he's, uh, he's he, he, I don't like that. Is that what it is? I do like that a lot. <laughs> you like that. You like that. Like how can you not like that guy? I know. Seriously. Let's just hope Brock Purdy gets in next year. Or Trey Lance. Or Lamar Jackson. Oh! Well, I was, you said it before I did. Hey. Hey, listen. I, I hey, would, this guy is headlining the free agency 2023. Yes. There's there's no other question about it. We've been talking about this since August. About where's Lamar going to be next year. I feel like there's two teams that should be headlined for him, and it's the Saints and the Jets. I feel like those two teams need to really make a push for him. Everybody else... Except the, the Niners should be in that too. I, I I like how you added the Saints in there. I never even thought about him going to the Saints. Well, until. isn't he? F- well, no, he's not from there. But he's from I, Hollywood, Florida. Yeah, yeah, he's from. He went to Louisville, so it's not that far. But but Louisville's in Kentucky. That is true. It's not that far. It's, a, it's, it's pretty. Far. It's like fifty miles from Lexington, which is where. Anyway, <laughs> that's besides the point. I don't know what connection you're trying to make there. I don't know what connection either. <laughs> but the connection, Lou Evil, Lou Louisiana. There you go. Yeah. He's going to the Lou. Guys, come on. Listen, down south. Yeah. Listen, I know he's a Florida boy. He's from Hollywood, Florida, and uh, there is a certain team that just lost a quarterback. Whoa. I'm just saying, it makes sense if they if they want awesome. if they want to you know keep the consistency going in the program and say hey let's keep let's keep winning let's keep playing That's winning Jimmy football. G's job. Jimmy G, Derek Carr. Tampa Bay. Call call his name. Say, hey, we're here. I think, like, I know Lamar, he's probably, you know, the most headlined free agent this year. I, I really think he's going to get tagged. Me too. I think, But he, he, I think he, he doesn't have to tagged. sign it. That's the thing. I know, but I think he's going to get tagged and then traded. Yeah. So is he really a free agent? You know, not yeah. really. I think the another free like I said Geno Smith earlier. I think he's going to stay with the Seahawks. I do too. Um, yeah, it just makes sense for a few more years. I think. I think they're going to give him two, two, I three, two year contract. Yeah. Probably two year. I don't know, fifty mil. Yeah, I mean, there's only four like really big ones. Other, you know, than Daniel Jones and Jimmy G. I threw on Mike White because he is a free agent this year. <laughs> and you know what? Listen, Mike White. He could. I don't know. He could be a really serviceable backup. I think he's going to get. I think he stays with the Jets. To be honest, at the end of the day, I think he's going to be a Jet again. <laughs> I think, if, I think they the like Jets, him there. But if the Jets get, like, you know, just throwing it out there, if they get a Lamar Jackson or an Aaron Rodgers, there's no way he'd want to stay. Oh, yeah. No. Even, even I mean, a, maybe if it was A Rod, he would. But he's even a Derek Carr, or Jimmy Garoppolo, it's like. He's well. already 28. So. And, they, and they already said and came out and said that Zach Wilson's going to be the backup. Yeah. So. so stupid. They should they should get rid of him and keep Mike White as the backup because, I mean, let's let's be honest. You can't admit after two years of drafting a quarterback that you were wrong. No, he's pretty bad. Yeah, we all we all know he's bad. We all know that he shouldn't be a starter in the NFL. We all know that by the time his contract's over, no one's going to sign him. But the Jets cannot come out and publicly say Zach Wilson is trash. Yeah, no, they they can't. They can't. But we know that that's what they're saying by yeah. being like, we want to bring in a veteran presence. Okay. He'll be the backup. 
And that's yeah. what they're that's what they're anticipating, I guess you'd say. I, I know I get what you guys are saying. I didn't really think of it that way. It's a yes. good point. You can't really like as an organization, you draft can't a guy you like can't go out and, and say two years after drafting a guy number two. Yeah, yeah, we messed up. Yeah, you're right. That's a good point. I didn't really think of it that way. I guess that's why they'll keep him over White as the backup because I think that they're definitely going to sign someone. Unfortunately. I think Lamar's going to end up getting paid in Baltimore. Sadly, I don't want it to happen. That's but fair. It's, yeah. it's a fair assumption. Because I saw they're asking him for advice on their offensive coordinator hiring. They're asking him advice on who else that he wants. I think it just kind of relies, I think, at the end of the day, they're going to bite the bullet. I don't think that they should pay him as much as guys like you know, top QBs in the NFL are getting like paid. Like guys like Mahomes or how Joe Burrow's going to get paid or how Jalen Hurts is probably going to get paid at some point. But I, I don't think – Do you think, think he gets paid like Josh Allen? I don't think he should because – I think he should get paid more. No, because he's not going to be able to play as long as Josh Allen. How do you he know that? His play style, He's when he gets old, he's going to get slow. That That's what happens I, to people. You know, when people say play style – Josh Allen takes similar hits. Yeah, Josh, Allen Josh takes but Josh Allen's not only hits. Josh Allen's not only a runner. I'm not saying Lamar's going to get hurt. I'm saying as you get older, you get slower. That's how That's the true. human body works. If he, but he's also running a four four out there. Yes, like right him now. getting slower is be but like a in, four five. In five years from now, he's six. not going to run a four four. You don't. Uh, I mean, Michael, Michael, Vick, Michael Vick did at thirty two. Michael Vick did do it. Hey man, Michael Vick, former Steeler. You should you should know all about these yeah. mobile QBs. Yeah, I remember when he was a Jet and he beat us. That was fun. He threw a dime for the Steelers. <laughs> I saw that. No, he, yeah, he, he had a couple. He played a playoff game uh, you know, after yeah. Big Ben when Big Ben got hurt. He did because Vontez Perfect's an idiot. Wow, true. Wow, I do want to point out Daniel Jones. He could be the most intriguing free agent on here too. Yeah, I just agree. because does do the Giants sign him? Let me ask. They you shouldn't. This. Let me ask you this. Okay. Giants don't re-sign him. It's it's draft time. Anthony Richardson is there at like eleven or twelve. Do you think the Giants would make a move if they don't have a guy they like better or they haven't signed anybody else? Brian Dable says yes, thousand percent. How? Because Brian Dable already played with a guy like Anthony Richardson. His name's Josh Allen. That's what I was. That's exactly what I was about to say. Is and he like very similar kind of frame, kind of play style? So. I mean, I don't know. I feel like the the Giants need a lot of other things other than quarterback. Right they do. Now. I feel like, but they need to get Daniel Jones signed and like, hey, like, okay, you you're a guy for the next. Even if it's a three year contract, mm-hmm. or even it's like a one year like one year prove it deal. Yeah, I think you just need receivers. I mean, Isaiah Hodgins. Hodgins. Isaiah Hodgins. Yeah. He was their best receiver, and he was like, uh, who? You know what I mean? To be fair, Isaiah Hodgins, he might he might be the wide receiver one yeah, or two exactly. next year. I think they're gonna draft. Yeah, they're gonna they draft need, they need the draft. They should somebody. draft either Flowers from BC yeah. or that kid from TCU. I forget his name. Number one, I think Wait, it was. Yeah, yeah. They should they should take that. They, I mean, you think he'll be there by then? Because he's a number one receiver right now, right? So, yeah. This is what we were talking about earlier. I mean, it just depends on the combine, right? Yeah. Um, Sure. It's like I said, you know, as avid TCU fan as as I was this year, saw a lot of their games. <sighs> he too. just he's really good deep um, and in the medium. That's where his like strong suit is. He's a really tall guy. He's six four. He's strong. He's faster than you might think. You Martell made a comp to DK Metcalf, and I do not hate that. But where he struggles, he struggles a lot in the short. Um, sometimes his release is pretty awful because he's a 
what's the word I'm looking for? I can't, yeah. Clunky? He's a little clunky because of his size. Yeah. Uh, and it was, and stuff, if, so. if I'm being honest, this, the way that I'm hearing stuff about him is what we heard about DK Metcalf three years ago. Is yeah. yeah, he's a very big physical receiver, but he doesn't have much of a route tree. That's exactly what the issue but is. But here, DK Metcalf showed us all that, hey, that, that's co- it's called being in the NFL. I, I'm going to get yeah. coached to run routes. Because all yeah. DK Metcalf was known for was a slant route and a go route. Yeah. Quentin Johnson, if you can remind me, is only known for a slant route and a go route. Yeah. But it post. More of a I'd say I'd say post over slant, but yeah. But I, but yeah, it's it, the same thing. He's His gonna develop small. Wherever yeah. he goes, he's gonna develop because he's these wide receivers <laughs> just like that that's what you're supposed to do in the NFL. You're supposed to get coach. And I I, I whoever I, I forgot someone compared him to Kevin White. Kevin White was not it was Walt. Was not Kevin Quentin Johnson, or he wasn't even close to like DK Metcalf. He was just no. he was just a speedster. Yeah, totally. He he ran a sub four three, had one decent year in college, but was injured every other year, and and the Bears went, yeah, we like his upside. You know, and then couldn't stay healthy in the NFL. Speaking of wide receivers, there's a, there's some pretty notable wide receiver free agents here. You know, you got Juju, um, DJ Chark. I like DJ Chark a lot. You know, McCole Hardman, only 24. He'll be a free agent this year. There's a lot of guys that can really improve some teams. You know I where I can see Odell going? Where? Kansas City. I could. I could see it. He he, he could take the vet men or just be like, pay me three mil. And they, get another ring or try to get another ring. Exactly. Yeah. Only have to put up like six hundred yards, maybe. <laughs> and your quarterback's gonna make you look like Jerry Rice. Yeah. Yeah. No, whatever happened to Josh Gordon? Is he, he still on there? No, nah, he's. He, uh, couldn't, he couldn't stay all. Josh the Gordon. Week. Josh Gordon is the wide receiver one for the um, Seattle I, Sea, Gra- I, sea I, Dragons of the XFL. <laughs> oh, actually. Yeah. Oh, I did not yeah. know that. Yeah, he's he's he's, he's, uh, he's the just starting sure wide it's okay. Hey, he looks good. <laughs> Josh Gordon? Yeah, no, I've seen his videos, bro. Yeah, he's, he's out there. He would have been one of the – right He yeah. probably would be the best receiver in the league. Well, His start of his career was insane. No, it was. What but he did in 2016 on the 0-16 Browns was like – Nuts. Okay, he'd be a top three receiver in the league. No, stop. I'm top telling 10. you. Like, <laughs> top top but, okay, top Are five. Are The amount, the amount of the best in the league. The amount of receiver <laughs> talent we have in the NFL okay, right now, yeah, top yeah. ten. Okay, I would put him behind Devontae – Cooper Cup and Jettas. Jamar. I don't know. Like oh, he was that Debo, good. your boy Debo. Okay, as a receiver, Debo you. is like barely top ten as a receiver. It's not like his like route running or anything spectacular. He's just an insane weapon to have. But yeah. Josh Gordon would be at top six or seven. You know, there's yeah. speaking of wide receivers, there's also two names that are not on here. But uh have been mentioned as cap casualties in the last two days. And that is Mike, Mike Evans, Evans, the Mr. Consistent himself. And Keenan Allen. Yep. I didn't put any guys like that on here. That's fair. Like, I, like I didn't put Derek Carr for the QBs because he, he may get cut to avoid the bonus. But just, yeah, th- those are important names as well. But, you know. And for the Giants, hey, Keenan Allen would be a perfect fit there. Would and you, I hate to say, I think he would be. Can we take a second? Where's Jimmy Garoppolo going? What do you think? I don't know. The Jets. The Jets. <laughs> I, I don't care. Where, at this point, I don't care where Jimmy goes. He's going to get injured. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I love. Do you see what Joe Montana just said? 
no. how he would start him over Lance or Purdy. Yeah, I did see that actually. Season, that's which, a little. Intru- that's I don't. Thing. I don't hate it because Jimmy G wins. It's just. He doesn't stay on the field it's for the just, full 16. He just has to do Put the it this way. way. Whichever one of those three – well, it's not going to be Jimmy J because I saw Shanahan said no, yeah, right? No, he, yeah. whichever, one of those, whichever one of those two guys start, you guys are still going to be a really good football team next year yeah, because yeah. you we'll guys make, still we'll have – We'll make the playoffs. Yeah, no, definitely. You guys are probably going to win the division you'll, too. You'll make the playoffs and maybe well, win the division depending Seattle. on what else happens. Yeah, Seattle's we'll going to be – yeah, Seattle will be win next year. You also got to hope no one gets injured because the 49ers have those years where you – Go out, you know. The last two years, we go out, we go to the NFC Championship, choke. Well, this year didn't really choke; he just got injured. Against the Rams, we choke. And then you have the year like 2020 or the year like 2018, where you literally just get injured. <laughs> Twenty six <laughs> players on IR. Yeah, basically. like everyone is just like, yeah, we don't, we don't, you know, stuff happens. I, you know, I feel like they really need to look into that to see like if there's an actual problem with the 49ers, like medical staff or something, because that's insane. Where they had the oh, most yeah. players in IR for like two years. I feel yeah. like that's absurd. And one of those years, he went to the NFC Championship or Super Bowl, right? Yeah, yeah. Twenty nineteen yeah. went to the yeah. Super Bowl with all those injuries. Insane. Like I don't like. like I never. I'll never go into like an NFL season like looking at teams, and I'll never look at a team like the San like the San Francisco 49ers and be like, ah, oh, they're they're nothing this year. They're not going to do anything. Like I can never. I really can't because they're never bad. They're never really out of it. I mean, there was that's five fair. years where we were really bad, but then Shanahan came. Yeah, I, think t- sh- I think Shanahan has a lot to do with it. Yeah, yeah. definitely. But I feel I like he John also has Lynch a lot to do with genius. getting his players in positions to get hurt, though. That's true. But it's because of the workload he puts on him. But anyway. And he also chokes in big games. Yeah. But we don't need to talk about that. 23. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. um, I saw a tweet. I saw one of those yesterday. To the Ravens. Juju. Real quick, Juju is going to go to the New York Giants. Unbelievable. Running backs. I don't believe that. Uh... I don't think the Chiefs are resigning them. So, do the Cowboys keep Pollard for another year and then maybe let Zeke go? Or I saw Pollard Zeke could be a cap casualty too this year. Really? Which yeah. I don't. If I'm the Cowboys, him. I'd rather have Pollard. See, well, yeah. the thing with Pollard though is he just had what injury did he suffer? It was oh, torn, torn Achilles. Or, no, no. Ooh. Was it Achilles? It, I, it was something way. where he's out until at least training camp. Exactly. Wow. So I don't know if they'd want to like, take I that never, risk on him. I didn't hear that. So, yeah. you know, he's – hey, a lot of NFC East running. My bad. <laughs> a lot of them. It's Barkley, Sanders, Pollard, all three are free agents this year. David Montgomery, now, Jamal Stevie, Williams. Do you think okay. that you guys let Sanders walk and draft uh, – the kid from Texas, Bijan. Listen, I'll, I think I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll tell you what. I, 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 I'm really high on Kenneth Gainwell. Yeah, I love Kenneth Gainwell. I think he's playing great. I think he needs more snaps. Love Boston Scott, but I think Kenny G needs more over him. Um, but if we were in a position to get either Bijan Robinson or was Jameer Gabe? Yeah, is yeah, that Jimmy the Alabama Gibbs. running back? Yeah. If we could come away with one, either of those two, Which I, I think, think I'd be happy. I think at thirty-one, one of them is going to be. Well, there. no, you guys have the tenth pick, though, don't you? Don't yeah. you guys have an early pick? Yeah, we you're, have we have ten, and, and you're not going to use the tenth pick on a running back. I hate to say that. Yeah, no way. Yeah, true. So it, it, I would rather have Bijan Robinson over Miles Sanders, but I don't mind re-signing Miles because I really do think he's pretty Yeah, but he's going to ask for at least 10 mil. Which is very unfortunate because he's not gonna get I don't it. think we can give it to him. No. Because you don't later to, down yeah. on this list, so many guys on our defense. In your O-line. Let's not forget that, too. Yeah, I, I, I could go Just look it down. Andre Dillard, Isaac Sayamalu, TJ Edwards, Kazir White, 
Brandon Javon Graham, Hargrave. Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave, James Bradbury, C.J. Gardner-Johnson. That's that's nine players right there. And, wow. and, and Slay is still getting paid. And you got to think, Hurts you, you still got to save money for paying Jalen Hurts. You're going to have to pay Devontae Smith in two yeah. years. Have to. Dallas Goddard. Well, he got paid. Yeah, Goddard got paid. Um, he'll he'll need a, he'll need an extension probably like three or four years. Yeah, but, so I mean now that's like a three or four year yeah. problem. But yeah, so there's so many guys on here. I'm so thankful that the cap got raised as much as it, as much as it did because I think that's going to help us. Because I think Brandon Graham's going to come back. I unfortunately don't think Javon Hargrave is going to come back. And if you want to say it too, I didn't put them on here, but those veteran guys, Nadama Kungsu and Linval Joseph, they're both going. I can be see gone. Sue going back. I can see him come back. Hey. So it, there's like. Eleven players plus that the Eagles have to try and retain. So Mike really McGlinchey's going to stay in San Fran. Javon, I, I, I want him to leave so bad. Really? <laughs> terrible. McGlinchey. He had okay. He progressed with with the season going on, but like the first half of the season, he was horrible. And he got better, but I think we could get someone better. I think we need the draft O line heavy. I mean, I mean, if you don't want him, well, I'll take him. I just don't hear <laughs> like, too. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He's not. Sorry. Sorry, a top 10 to 15 tackle in the league is not good enough for you, but my bad. I don't know. He's just on, like, the lower end to me. There was times where, like, an elite. You know, you know what? Take Isaiah Wynn. I'm sure Patriot fans will let you have him. Yeah. He's he's a free agent. <laughs> yeah. Take him. Eh. My uncle will tell you that he's fantastic. Does Jamal <laughs> Williams stay with the Lions this year? Yes. 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 I no, think, I think, he loves it up there. Yeah. No, he's I think there's a pl- like he's gonna Evan, become the face Ingram, of that franchise too. I think Evan Ingram, for example, I feel like there's players on here that maybe could get paid somewhere else, but they want to run it back with the team. I'll tell you this, and then I saw you put Arden Key on this list too. Yeah, Arden Key and Evan Ingram will be Jaguars. Yes, Arden yeah, Key's for really sure. good too. Like they, they after the game both said we love it here. We yeah, want to stay here. Arden Key said he will take. Man. He literally said it's two the reporters. Doug factor. I will take a pay cut to stay here. Yeah, no, Doug, Doug Peterson. He knows how to. Yes, it's really the Doug and the. Uh, I can't think of his name for the Lions. Dan Campbell. Yeah. MCBC yeah. Motor State of Dan Campbell. One other. I don't. I don't. I got to be honest. I think this year we don't really have to do much in free agency. I mean, I would if we got a guy like Mike McGlinchey or you know we traded for a guy like Buda Baker, which I've been yeah. high on for the last month. Mm, that would be whew. Yeah. <laughs> wow! I never thought of that. Yeah. Listen, it, it, I would be fine giving up a first round pick for that. Really? Yeah. He played. He played good at the Pro Bowl. Buda Baker. Buda a dog. Nah, Top five. He, he's such a dog. I play him twice a year. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's yeah. a dog. One he's the only dog on the team now. Yeah, no, literally. <laughs> one more offensive guy I want to point out before uh, we go to defense: Mike Gesicki. Um, sorry, Mike Gusecki for the Dolphins. He's he's definitely not re-signing. I think he would be a perfect fit at somewhere like Detroit. Yeah, mm. I think Detroit. They, would, yeah. I think they would love Mike Gusecki in Detroit. I'll, I'll say this: the six guys on this list, minus Evan Ingram, so five. Because I, I I truly think Evan Ingram stays. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I'm fine giving him a, a five-year, fifty mil contract. Because mm-hmm. ten mil know, a year, yeah, yeah, that's that's fine. But True, take for the other five, one of them will be in the Detroit line. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, Schultz, out of Schultz, Gusecki, Austin Hooper, Robert Tunyon, who's only 28, who I feel like he should be older, and then Hayden Hurst. I mean, these are a lot of guys that can produce, and I think Mike Gusecki would be a perfect fit down there. And Jared Goff loves his tight ends. Oh, yeah. He made Tyler yeah. Higby That's what I was going to say. Tyler Higby, man. Uh, a couple years ago. So. Shout out Tyler Higby. Uh, let's see. Defense, defense. Deron Payne, that's another guy. If if I'm the Jaguars, 
If if you're not gonna pay I'm anyone else, needles. pay Deron Payne. Listen, I if if Hargraves and Cox leave, and but we can sign Deron Payne. Yes, please. Listen, Har- Payne and Jordan Davis. Javon Hargrave is always welcome to come back to the other side of Pennsylvania. I think he might. We'll take him back with open arms. I think. I mean, <laughs> I, I think it's hard for the Eagles not to let him go after an eleven sack season. That's but, fair. Man. Where does I do think, go? though, I really think that if he leaves Philly, there's a shot that Pittsburgh does re-sign he's him. Such a I think so, too. Cloudy's weird because he, he's a talented run stopper. Is he even, yeah, I don't know what he's, he's doing. He's fantastic in the run game, but he like he was drafted because of what he could do in the pass game. Yeah, yeah exactly. And then just never progressed in the, pa- in, like, the pass rush. Now, again, in the run game, first and second down, yeah, take him. Go ahead. Dave and Clowney is number one overall pick. Yeah. Yeah. But third down, maybe he wasn't worth that pick. <laughs> yeah. Arguably the most important down. Yes. But he, he, it's just so weird because he's had such a weird career. <laughs> yeah. I don't like. I don't know where to rank him. Like, if he's like a really good player or like. Because he has the skills. He has like the physical traits where it's like, yeah, you could be a top ten the end. It's like top fifteen, I think. Eh, that's generous. I don't, I, don't even I, don't, know. I don't know. I would have to like go through a list. Of, well, like, he went through when, like, not this year, the year before. I think he went through the season without a sack. Yeah. Yeah. And I like that's. The, but he know. also had like fifteen TFLs. Yeah, but which is, he that's, he averaged the run game for it. Yeah, he averaged a TFL a game, which is you know, yeah. If you can do that, you're you're a pretty good guy. Pretty consistent. I'd say you're pretty good top, at your job. Top yeah. 20, I guess. I didn't know that Van Der Esch was only 26. I thought he was older than that. He yeah, no, he was older. he was young. So, you know what's funny? So was uh, Juju. He's been in the league mm-hmm. for, what, five, six years yeah, now? Yeah, he came I, in really young. He was 20. Juju. Yeah, he, yeah. Came he in. had a great rookie year. Oh, that yeah, was about that was it. fun. No, no, Van Der Esch no, had a fine. great start of his career, too. Then he, did, then he did the TikTok. Then he fumbled, lost us the playoff spot. Oh, no, not that. Never mind. Oh, against the Saints? Yeah. Yeah, and then A B started going after him for that. Yeah, we don't we don't gotta talk about A B didn't show up to the next game. Oh, A B he got traded to the Raiders. And, and then, then we, oh, know, we all know what happened down there to the Raiders. I thought that was the whole next season. No, you know what? No, you got <laughs> fine. And they went to the Patriots <laughs> for like a game. For a game. I'm so sorry. <laughs> It's all right. It's okay. It's okay. Sorry, right. we're, we're on the come up. We're on the come up. Listen, you got George Pickens now. <coughs> Damn no, straight. He baby. needs George Pickens needs to be averaged like at least twelve targets a game. He's gone next year too. No, he will. Next year he will. Next year his his workload is going to progressively I go mean, up. I think he's one of the. He's insane. Jamal Dean is about to get a bag. Oh yeah, he's about to get a bag. He played great. Yeah. Uh, for the Bucks, absolutely. So is so is Jesse Bates. So he is CJ Gardner Johnson. He deserves my God. I I would hope you re-sign him. Oh, listen, I, I hope. See, listen, if, cut, if you have Marcus Epps, yeah. CJ Gardner Johnson and Reed Blankenship would be a perfect duo. Perfect duo. Cut Marcus Epps. I like him. He's fine. He's a great tackler, and, and I, he's fast. He's got that closing speed. But I just think Blankenship's going to be better, and CJ just is better. If there's out of these three players, who would you keep? Javon Hargrave, CJ Gardner Johnson, mm-hmm. or James Bradbury? If I could only pick three, pick of one. The, pick one of oh, those three. Of those That's three, Bradbury, Johnson, or Hargrave. Hargrave? Got to go with the younger, the young Gardner Johnson, the young yeah, guns. It's, it's going to be Gardner Johnson. I, I think my dream, if I could only pick out of like the eleven free agents we have, it'll be those three. If, if I could only pick three, um. It would probably be C.J. Gardner-Johnson, 
James Bradbury. And I think I take I, I take a thirty five year old Brandon Graham still. Dude, I over really he's gonna, he's gonna take the vet men though. So he, I don't think you have to worry too much about him. Well, if, if, I, if I only, but yeah, if I had to pick, and and, and like for sure, Brandon Graham's coming back. It is one hundred percent those three. Like Andre Dillard doesn't play anyways. Say Amalu's, I think he can be replaced. But and then Sanders, like you said, like uh, Bijan Robinson and Jameer Gibbs. I'd one hundred percent rather one. Even the kid from Tulane. I'd love the kid from Tulane. So I seriously did not notice how many free agents you guys had. I know. Howie Roseman's going to be stressing in a week from now. Well, he's got he's got more cap room. He'll figure some yeah, stuff. Yeah, wi- Howard. Uh, I think Howie the Wizard will figure it out. I think I, I think Jalen's going to take less than <laughs> people are saying. Howard the Duck. Oh, he's a wizard. <laughs> I think Jalen's going to take a little bit less than people are saying. You think? Yeah, I don't think. I could be wrong, but he doesn't seem like the money, money type of guy. Yeah, not a lot of the guys do until until they get. I hey. understand, but I, I can see him taking a little bit less, like fifty mil. I, I don't think he's gonna take fifty mil. Well, yeah, but, we, we, yeah. All right, yeah, we don't gotta talk about him. I just We're think take that's a, so oh. much. We're gonna take a short little break. When we come back, we got a little special surprise, <laughs> and then <laughs> they got the MLB free agency update. This is the Letterman here on ninety point seven WCOH. Keep it locked. Welcome back to the Letterman here on 90.7 WCOH. Like I said before the break, a little special surprise. Because today, February 6th, is indeed WCOH's 51st yeah. birthday. Yeah. So we've been on air since, like, correct, 1972? Yeah, hey. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I know. Quick I, math. I had to crunch the numbers, too, with my fingers. You know, this is why I'm in college. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, yeah, we just wanted to say special thank you for everyone tuning in for 51 years. Yes, and all the alumni that came before us that were, were here to broadcast uh, throughout the years. We just want to say thank you to the community for continuing to keep it locked. And why don't you sing along with us if you're, uh, if you're listening? A big happy birthday. Any, any singers in the room can, yeah. can get us ready? And a one, and a two, and a three. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Wilkes Radio. Happy birthday to you. Woo! You want to do the honors? Will melt? Keep it locked. Yeah, thank you for listening. Keep it locked. 51 years, baby. Yeah. Oh, that was fun. (laughs) Go Yanks. Okay, now. No. Okay, that's. Now, Reg, put, eat the cake. I will. I will. I'm gonna I will. The cake, well, you guys can <laughs> that okay? Yes. Absolutely. All right, sorry, you don't have to. Throw it at him. <laughs> like, like a caged you. animal. Okay, <laughs> Reg. Love you. Love you too. 
I like the I like the Yankee blue you got on today. Thanks. Talk about I'm still not wearing my Yankee merch yet because of the debacle that the Empire State Building pulled. I know. Like I, I said I, last I, week, I saw that. I was kind of disappointed in uh, New York. I was very. Don't give me that look, Chris. No, I'm I'm just confused. What are we discussing? The Empire State Building for the Philadelphia Eagles win. What up, Empire State Building? Green and white. Yeah, it was great. Like, like, if I was a Met fan, I probably would not root for them. If I was year. a if I was a Jet fan, I would be upset. Well, that's probably why they did it because, like, they know that they're never going to be able to do that for the Jets. So they're like, eh, we might as well light up green and white. I mean, like, they've the, the Empire State Building's been lighting up different colors for so many different teams since. Yeah, but a the, long time. The thing is, the Eagles are their own city's division rival. Like, I just don't get it. That would be like if you guys won the World Series and they lit it up red and white. Or like if we were down 3-0 in the playoffs and we played the 3-0 Boston Red <laughs> all right, Sox video. All right, all right. We don't got to talk about that. Oh, wait. We actually did that. That was right, an so <clears throat> We got some MLB offseason moves that we're going to be getting into. Oh, my goodness. What an offseason to watch unfold. Without a doubt, in my opinion, the most entertaining offseason that I've ever seen as a fan of baseball. I just want to say Dame Grulon. Shout out Dame. Um... <laughs> He has said some very choice words to me about the Yankees this morning. I'll just let Chris just take a little peep. Orlando. I love that. I don't I don't like what he said. I can't repeat what he said. Oh, but I, I love that. I love that message. Let's just say but he's not a big fan of the Yankees. Speaking of the Yankees, <laughs> um, I guess we could just start off with them since they're the topic of discussion at the moment. Yeah, they we made are. some pretty important offseason moves. Um, the me- the most important of them all, obviously, extending their star outfielder Aaron Judge to a nine-year, what was it, three hundred sixty million? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Dollar contract and named captain. And they named him captain of the team. Very well deserved. Absolutely no doubt in my mind. You know, there's nobody else that you could give a C other than Aaron Judge. And I mean, in the years since Jeter left the team up until now, there was nobody else that really deserved the captain nom. And now, without a doubt, Aaron Judge is fair. Fair to have it. So they extended him. They locked up their star for a long time, and he's now going to be the leader of the team. Another really big move that the Yankees have made, one that kind of scares me a little bit, they signed star starting pitcher Carlos Rodon. 6-1 and one against Houston in his career. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's something that they need because, you know, if you don't have a guy like that, Houston's always going to beat you, as always. But we don't need to get into that. They signed him to a six-year... Can you believe that? He's not wrong. (laughs) You know I'm not wrong, You know I'm not wrong. Sadly, you're not. I can't say anything until we finally do beat them. Yeah. Um, What was it? It was six years, like what, 140, 120? I'll tell you right now. I thought it was 210. No, I'm thinking of Josh Allen's contract. Um, I know it was was in the 100s. It's uh, hold on, I got it. One, uh, thirty. He's thirty-six years. Oh, it doesn't have the the money on here. Hold on. Well, anyway, I mean Six they. Year one sixty-two. There yeah, you go. One sixty-two. Orlando with the deets. Good job, Orlando. Um, Thank you. You know, picking him up, adding another star to that already godly starting pitching rotation. It's kind of scary. Yeah. But other than those two moves, we I also mean, re-signed Rizzo. They, uh, that's true. They re-signed Anthony Rizzo. The Riz um, God. Tommy Cannell. Can't forget him. Tommy Canley. Canley. My bad. Uh, scooping um, him up again. Still have I care from Josh Donaldson. Yeah. Chapman's gone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
I'll, I'll clap for that. That was probably... I, I, would, I would clap if that since, was off my Since team. the year, like, 2000, I would say probably, like, 2009, that was probably my happiest moment as a Yankee fan when I got the alert that he signed with the Kansas City Royals. Um, other friends that left the Yankees. I was happier about that than I was about re-signing Judge. Uh, Jamison Tyon, he went to the Cubs. Good for him. You know, he got paid, what was it, four years, 68 mil? Yep. I, I hope I hope he does good. You know, he had a good year for us. No, no bad blood with him. You no, know, I like it was just I like JMO. He was a rental, so you know, I hope he does well. Uh, Andrew Benintendi, kind of sad to see this guy go, yeah. but he got paid down up in Chicago. Uh, yeah, man, that South Side Chicago. The Chicago White Sox gave him a five-year deal worth seventy-five million dollars, and wow. <laughs> I mean, that's that's all I have to say to that. It's yeah, just, wow. It, it's definitely the best deal he got. Yeah, I, I don't think he would have gotten anything better than that. But, man, Chicago just threw him a bag and said, here you go. And then this happened last week, and I'm really, really not happy it happened, but I do trust your bullpen. Chad Green going to Toronto. Oh, really? I didn't even see that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, it, damn. It, he's been one of the most consistent relievers in the in, in the MLB, not even just the Yankees, oh. but the MLB since 2016. I didn't even know that happened. There's an argument where you can say he's a top ten reliever in the MLB. Damn. But that hurts. And he, he only left for a two year eight eight and a half million dollar contract. He's always hurt though too, so Yeah, but when he plays, I mean he's lightening up. He's yeah. consistent. But we also he's got really what's his consistent. name? We got Michael King coming back. Yeah, we have Michael King, uh Bron Mar- Marinaccio. Yeah. We better we better use him right this year. And Clark Schmidt. Hey Do you guys still have Jonathan Lasagna? Yeah, Johnny Lasagna, baby. Johnny Lasagna's so. a dog. Uh he's one of our better guys. And that's that. that's pretty much everyone. I mean Miguel Castro, he went to the Diamondbacks for a year. Not um, Jacob DeGrom, maybe. What are you talking about? He went to the Rangers, didn't he? He did go to the Rangers. <laughs> But we, we we talked about that previously. Oh, we did. I thought. Oh, I thought. Oh, yeah, we did talk about that in the past show. Oh right? my god, I think, I I think we did. Yeah, you're um, right. You're right. You're right. I forgot. <laughs> I mean, moving to the Red Sox since you know we'll, we'll stick in the let's A's. Let's move to the Beantown Bombers. Yeah, they finally now, started doing something. Whoa, timeout. Who who started calling them the Beantown Bombers? They've been called that for a while. Never. Oh. Not the Bronx Bombers. Whatever. Rolls off the tongue better. The the Boston Red Sox made a plethora. Of offseason moves, and I mean a lot. They made a like a ton of money ball esque moves to their team, but the biggest of them, no doubt in my mind, without a doubt, <laughs> extending Mr. Rafael Devers to an 11 year contract worth 330 million dollars. God bless, God bless. You know, you you finally have a young star locked up for a long time, which is something the Red Sox have failed to do over the last few years. But they're now in business. They now have a star to build their franchise around. But, of course, it came with the price of one of our star franchise players who, in my opinion, should have his number retired. Xander Bogarts. It, it really was a shame seeing him go to the San Diego Padres. He signed an 11-year, $280 million deal with them to go play on the West Coast. But he's no longer a member of the Boston Red Sox, which is... Very saddening because, you know, he was such a fan favorite. He was one of my favorite players growing up. But it's the business of the game. You know, baseball, it's business. You know, some guys are going to come and go, and you just got to live with that. But anywho, not only did they, you know, extend Devers, they made a bunch of other minor, like, smaller-esque deal moves such as 
signing Justin Turner to a two-year yeah, deal. Yeah, that, that one hurt because I like him a lot, and now I can't. They picked up Justin <laughs> Turner to possibly spend some time at third base and more than likely replace J.D. Martinez at DH. J.D. Martinez went to the Los Angeles Dodgers for a one-year deal. Sell out. Um, I think he's going to do very well in Los Angeles. He will. Everyone does. I think, I think his prime years in Boston were done. Without a doubt in my mind, he was worth every single penny of that contract they gave him in 2018. They signed him to like the five-year, I think $20 million mm-hmm. deal. So worth it. Worth every penny. You know, he finished fourth in MVP voting in 2018. He won, like, I'd like to say, like, three or four Silver Slugger awards. He was a great hitter for the team, and it, it does suck to see him go, but, again, it's the business of the sport. They also picked up Corey Kluber on a one-year deal. That could add some solid uh, starting rotation depth. Um, Never forget Corey Kluber, no-hitter as a Yankee. You know, he, he, he great did ball. that. Corey Kluber did that as well. Um, who else did you get? Rich. Now, Rich Hill went to Pittsburgh. Rich Hill went to the Pirates, but I mean, oh my gosh, the the, the world is ending. We lost Rich Hill. Whatever shall we do? Evaldi. Um, that does hurt. It does hurt losing Evaldi. Yeah. I will say that. Uh, don't worry, Chris Sale. Just make sure he doesn't ride a bike. Evaldi went to the Texas Rangers on like a three-year deal, I think. I Two years, $34 million. Two years. Um. So it does hurt losing him. However, you know, you got another veteran starter to fill his spot right after that. Um, Kenley Jansen. They picked up Kenley Jansen. The Red Sox, for the love of God, finally have a closing pitcher. They haven't had a closing pitcher since Craig Kimbrell left the team in 2018. So they've always had guys like Matt Barnes or No Names trying to fill in that role. And they've all stunk at their job. So now it's really nice having a solid guy for save opportunities. And, you know, just a bunch of other minor moves, like minor league depth, major league depth, some very solid signings. I'm, I'm excited to watch the Red Sox. I, li- I like year. Adam Duvall and Tommy Pham. Oh, my gosh, I forgot about Adam Duvall. So. Well, Tommy Pham's with the Mets now. Yeah. Tommy Pham's. Oh, um, so I read that wrong. My bad. You're good. But Adam Duvall, very solid signing in my eyes. He's a, very, he's a really good defender, and he's a power bat that the Red Sox severely need, especially a right-handed power bat. Um, you know, especially after losing J.D. Martinez and, you know, a few other guys. So we needed a guy that has that potential 30 home run plus power. Oh, yeah. And Duvall is a good guy to fill in that spot. I would talk about Tampa Bay's offseason, but they didn't really have one. Their, their, their offseason consisted of, can we have us build a stadium in Tampa Bay? Sucks to suck. I mean, they did. I think it was last week or the week before. They did get a proposal going, so they they might be staying in Tampa. I think that they're going to take last place in our division this year. By the way, I, I also I don't, think so. I don't hate that take. I really don't. Oh. Tampa. Tampa Bay Rays. Oh, yeah. I think it's Baltimore's not, better than them. I think you guys are better than them. I think I know we're better than them, and I know Toronto. Toronto's better than them. I mean, hey, that could, that's board worthy. Like in, in in all honesty, yeah, I'd, I'd say that's board worthy. Get a sticky note out for the men, but you know it. Like what? What did the Rays do this offseason? They did nothing. I mean, who they, who they signed? Who's the pitcher they Zach signed? Zach Eflin. Zach Eflin. They signed Zach Eflin to like a three-year, forty million dollar deal. This is the largest in franchise history. Yeah, Zach Eflin. Yeah, you th- got th- think about that for a second. I promise you, he's not worth that. Like, let, let that marinate. <laughs> oh, we know that, Orlando. I promise you. <laughs> oh, by the way, Orlando's here, guys. Everyone out there. What's up, everybody? He's just kind of kind of sitting there. He, he could talk about his team next. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, um, <laughs> you know, think, let, let that marinate in your mind for a second that Zach Eflin 
for three years and $40 million is the largest deal in your franchise's history. That's mind-blowing to me. Like, truly. So, that that just goes to show you the kind of offseason that the Rays have had. I truly agree with Reggie that I, I think that they're going to be at the very bottom of the division this oh, year. Yeah. I, I don't see them performing well at yeah, all. Yeah, no, their literal only free agency signing was Zach Eflin. And you're making our division look. I have bad. I have news from an inside source down in Tampa that Randy Arozarena. <laughs> yeah, you want to keep laughing there, bud? No, that was just the way you said it was funny. <laughs> Sound like you were like Buster only or something like that. Maybe um, inside source <laughs> says Randy Arozarena wants to be a Tampa Bay Ray, but knows that they won't be able to pay him. So he wants to be traded. Not only does he want to be traded, he wants to be traded to the Texas Rangers. Interesting. What do you What do you guys think? I, don't, about I, don't, I, I can't stand him. Rosarena. Martel he's, told he's me this info though. the other day, and I was just like replaying that image in my mind of Adolis Garcia and Rosarena in the same outfield, and that's a pretty solid duo. It's it's scary duo because Adolis Garcia is a very underrated. And also keep in mind that if Rosarena ends up going to Texas. Think about all those home runs he hit in the postseason a few years ago in Globe Life Stadium. Yeah. So it's a great ballpark for him to play in, and I can clearly see why he wants to play there. I didn't even think of that the other day. But, Orlando, how about you tell us about your squad? The fighting Phils, man. The underdogs. I heard it was still a red October. I wish. I wish, man. There's nothing like <laughs> oh, red it's a, October. It's a green February. What? what okay, yeah. I almost... I like that. <laughs> it's a great February. I like that. <laughs> cool birds. You know, opening up free agency right away. Signing Trey Turner to an 11-year, $300 million contract. I have the jersey, by the way. It's Do you actually? Dorm. I almost wore it today, yeah. Sure. <laughs> Already? What? I, oh, I got it, yeah, of course. I Next week. To. Or maybe ne- later. This yeah, week. I got, okay, yeah. I, don't I have it. We signed Matt Strom and Tyon Walker, both pitchers, which I'm a fan of. More pitching depth. So Craig Kimbrell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's cool, I guess. Listen, uh, we traded. Uh, what was the trade? It was Nick Metan or Metan and uh, who else? Hold on. Matt Veerling for left-handed pitcher Greg Soto to come out of the bullpen. I love that. Move. I like that. Love that move. Greg, Gregory depth. Soto is a very good relief pitcher in the league. Yeah, I like that. We did give up two pretty young prospects, too. They weren't top prospects, but they were still young. And then we got Cody Clemens, a second baseman as well. And Josh Harrison. Infield, and Josh Harrison. Infield in depth. Yep. Let me see. What else? Mike Belichick's walking by. Go Phils. Bali. You know, we have Rob Thompson. I know that happened in season. Like, I think it was like after game three or four, maybe in the World Series. Philly Rob. Philly Rob, man. It's like a three year extension, right? We have him through 2026, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Or so 2027. Three, yeah, three years. It's another guy we let slip away. Hired Aaron Boone over him. Smart move, right? You know, overall, I, lo- I love the moves. They were aggressive, they got another superstar. It does hurt that Bryce Harper got Tommy John, and he probably won't be back until All-Star break. That's going to hurt. But other than that, the defense is looking great. I really like our pitching depth now. The bullpen looks a lot better, and I'm more comfortable with our bullpen after what we saw in the playoffs. 
That's about it. Now, Orlando, I have a question for you. Let's hear it. Because I've been, this has been like a thought on my mind for a while now, looking at your division and how good it is this year. Because okay. Miami, I think Miami's going to be good too this year. I do too. Now, I, they had a good offseason. Where do you see right now, as of February 6, 2023, where do you see the Phillies finishing in that division? I think you guys make the playoffs either way, but. I want to know how, how where a Philly fan, a smart Philly fan, not okay. like one of those, you're not one of those like delusional ones. No. Where no. do you see the Phillies finishing in the NL East this year? It pains me to say this. They're going to finish third because they don't have Bryce Harper. That's, that's what I was They could too. finish second depending on The if, Mets could have a collapse like they the always do. The Mets, if they're dinosaurs of a pitching core, stay healthy or not. That, that mm-hmm. does play, in fact. But Yeah, but you do you not know or do you not remember how the Mets play in September or October? Mm-hmm. No, I, uh, this is very true. It is the Mets. I think you guys finish second. You se- second? All right, second or third. I like yeah. that. Speak- and if, if Harper's healthy, you know I rock with Philly, man. I got you guys going. I got you guys on top. But it's going to be know. tough without Bryce Harper. The for Braves are very good. They are. The Braves are. I want to very scary. Touch on Miami for a second because uh, they did get the MLB the Show cover cover athlete, Mister Jazz Chisholm. Very controversial, but he got it. Not really controversial, just. There's probably more better guys out there that deserved it, but hey, you know what? He he. I think he's a good cover athlete. I think he's going to get it eventually. So it, good for him. It's more so not the fact that like he doesn't deserve it. It's just that there's other players out there that I think deserve it more. Yeah, and yeah. a lot of people do too. Oh yeah. But not only is he on the cover, there's also a collector's edition yes, of MLB The Show that they released, and that's a special cover and also including a lot of add-ons to the game. And on the cover of the special edition is the captain himself, Mr. Derek Jeter, number two. Number two. Can't see Derek me Jeter. and Martel Derek are saluting Jeter. right now. Number two. Now, the game has gotten to the point to me of it's like it's a roster update in my eyes, just yeah. like a lot of people say about Madden or 2K. That's fair. I used to have a lot of fun with it, but last year's <laughs> game, last year's game, I didn't enjoy it, what? but. That will be the show. Twenty-two. I, I still, I still think that will be the show fun. is the premier video game outlet for like all the four major sports. I, I yeah, yeah, I definitely, I, th- I definitely think it's the best sporting franchise, like for in terms of video games. Yeah, but because um, it, it yeah, that's a whole different thing that I can go on. I don't want to get on it. If if you guys know me around around Wilkes, you know that I absolutely hate the new Maddens. I still play the old NCAA 14 and Madden I 25 on the Xbox 360. You're an actor, so. though. <laughs> such a weirdo. But, Not um, a weirdo. It's because those were the games that I grew up on, and those are the games that are still better than the games that we play now. Effort was put into those games. Thank Not you, Orlando. Copy and like well, the Madden 25 was copy and pasted. NCAA 14 was a masterpiece of a video game. But Great cover, so, too. Yeah, the captain's on the collector's edition cover. He's in... MLB the show for the first time in years, um, ever since you know MLB lost his rights. But another cool thing that came up today, some brand new news about MLB the show, Ooh. is that he is not going to be the only new player added to the game. MLB the show finally got the rights to players from the Negro Leagues. Oh, so yeah. we're going to see players such as Josh Gibson and Satchel Paige yep. in MLB the show. I did see that. I saw that Love right that. before we started. Actually. That's actually that's awesome. So that that's great news. news. Awesome news. Are Final they going to have the some recognition? Like some old, some of the old teams on there too, or not? One hundred percent sure. Possibly because um, that that would be like a pretty might, cool thing. They might have like some old uniforms that you're able to put on your team, or you know some. Oh yeah, or even like some a, like computer games that you'll be able to play. And just spitball here, but like if they had like a 
I don't know how they would put it, but like a, I guess a Jackie Robinson mode, where it's like you work your way through the Negro Leagues and then get to the MLB. Yeah. Like that'd that be would, cool. That would be cool. Because like it's like you know, well, yeah. But you know, know, the Marlins they got they got Jazz Chisholm <laughs> on the cover. Um, they also made a pretty like splashy trade. Um, they acquired Luis Arias from the Twins in exchange for Pablo Lopez. It's not a one v one. Obviously, there's other players and involved. I think in it was trade, a prospect, but their offense is looking but a I lot like, better. I like Urias. They got um, Gene Segura, who's a very good middle infielder. I think he's he'll play very well next to either Jazz or Luis Ariza. Ariza. Um, and then they got Johnny Cueto, who had a resurgence year up in Chicago. So I think the pitching core they they were comfortable enough trading Pablo Lopez, getting Luis Urias, because they got Johnny Cueto, which I think could be their number two, or even their number three, because they they have a pretty good pitching core down there. It's just now can the offense get going? Yeah, I still don't see them necessarily like competing just yet, but they're on the right track. I'll say that the Marlins are on an uphill climb now, you know, especially after the year that Sandy Alcantara yep. had. I definitely see them handing him one of those major extensions that we've been seeing flying around. Um, I don't see why. They've, they've said multiple times that he's not on the trading block whatsoever, that they're holding on to him. So if they're doing that, I'd like to see them hand him a big check mm-hmm. so they could stay with that team for a long time. Yeah, He deserves $300 million. Mm-hmm. Oh, de- definitely, especially yes. after the year he had. Because, you know, he had not only did he win the Cy Young, he had like six complete games, which is Unheard of nowadays. Unheard of. Nowadays. I don't think anyone else had. Maybe maybe one pitcher had one, like one or two. Yeah. But, no. You don't you don't hear about those anymore. But um, let's just get into some of the big names real quick. Um, not necessarily teams. We could talk more about teams in the future. But one of the bigger signings, and man, was this a debacle all across the league. Yep. <sighs> Carlos Correa. He was a Padre, a Met, a Giant. Carlos Correa had a had a deal with the Giants in place. Then he failed his physical. <laughs> then he had a deal with the Mets in place. And then he failed his can, physical. Can I just say before you get well, he did sign with the twins, but the Mets did the most Mets thing ever. Is they saw the doctor, you know, that did the, the physical on Carlos Correa, failed him. Signed Carlos Correa, got the same doctor. <laughs> same doctor that literally five days before said, No, your leg's not healed. It's ridiculous. So they did the same physical and he said I mean, I just saw you five, six days ago. You're still not healed. So, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what, what did the Mets had to go out. Yeah, let's get the same doctor the same, that just the, declined him. Yeah. It's absurd. And then the Twins go, you know, yeah, we'll take him back. <laughs> and, yeah, and then he, he immediately passed the physical with the Twins. Like, immediately passed it. Yeah. So, like, something to think about. Oh, Mets. Six years, 200 <laughs> mil flat. The Mets are already mets It's going to be the same <laughs> thing. Like, they're still not, they're going to be all right, but they're still not a contender. Like, it's going to legit be the same thing last year. He's going to be watching his team, uh, watching his old team. He's going to be doing the broadcast like he was doing this year. Watching the Astros probably beat the Yankees. But it, I just don't really, like, it was all that, like, big deal for nothing. Like, he's right back where he was. Yeah. But it would have been fun to see him in San Fran or New York, but hey, Minnesota, you got you got your. I'm very cornerstone. Happy he's not a I am too, but you know the Giants didn't get nobody though. The Giants ended up getting Mitch Haniger. Um I think they re-signed Jock Peterson, and then Michael they, Conforto. They got Michael Conforto too, but 
they also had two guys that were on their team and then weren't. <laughs> Arson uh, Judge. Arson Judge. Yeah, I can't, Arson Judge. <laughs> can't wait to see his debut. <laughs> I heard. Yeah. I heard he's a really good prospect. Yeah, they they <laughs> they had Arson Judge and then they had Correa and then they don't. So now they're just chilling with Hanniger and Conforto. Uh, who else? So a very interesting offseason for the Giants. Back to the Mets, they got... Dansby, Swanson. Now, you guys are going to probably really rise when I say this, but I think the Mets won the offseason. Because even though they didn't end up getting... They paid Correa, a closer $20 million. They... For five years. Yeah, but he's worth it. He's... N- no. No. You know, they, they they locked up their closer in Edwin Diaz. They got one of the new Japanese imports, Kodai Senga, who I really wanted the Sox to get. But they ended up striking out on him. Well, you guys got, um, what's his Yo name? Tisha. Masataka Yoshida. Yeah. I'm excited for him. Um, and a lot of projections, too. Really have him performing well this year, so we'll see. Well, that's projections. We'll see how he does. Yeah, yeah, they're projections. Back to what Chris said. Um, and I'm not just saying this because I'm a fan, and I'm not saying that this gives me hope. But I really do believe that the New York Yankees did come out of this offseason on top. I think the Mets... Or definitely in the top five there. I think the Yankees, shockingly, I was not expecting them to do as good of a job as they did. But I think they did a good job. They did what they had to do, obviously. And and some more, which was good, but um, I'm still not too I would optimistic. Have, I would have liked if we kept Benintendi, but with the contract he got, I'm very happy we didn't pursue that. Yeah. And, you know, same thing here with Sandra Bogarts. Like, yeah. it sucks seeing him go, but the contract that the Padres gave him. Yeah. Like, you know, it's a business. They're going to be paying him $27 million when he's 41 years old. And like, Yeah, it's ridiculous. A shortstop. Now, the ba- biggest, thank you for your time. The biggest question for the Padres now is, who do you keep? Juan Soto or Fernando Tatis? That's a great and question. And for some reason, it's controversy. We will see. To be continued. To be continued. We will talk more baseball in the upcoming weeks. Um, spring training, or I'm pretty sure spring training starting soon. Pitcher catcher starts six next week. It's either Catcher's six or coming eight real days. soon. Oh yeah, so I can't. I know wait. some teams have already had their truck days. Oh so. yeah, and then we'll we'll be hitting you with all the um, previews of the season, what we think is going on. Games are starting. Soon. Rookie of the year. Um, All of our predictions. I'm going to say mine now. It's going to be Corbin Carroll. It's going to take over this league. Dropping the ball already. Oswaldo oh, yeah. Cabrera. Well, for the NL. We're going to take a short little break. When we do come back, we got some college basketball to talk. It's a very, very fun weekend for all college basketball fans out there. This is the Letterman here on 90.7 WCOH. Keep it locked. Welcome back to the Letterman here on 90.7 WCLH. It's loud. Turn it down. Oh, my bad. <laughs> my second talk now. It's loud. Turn it down. How about that? Is that fine? Yeah, thank Check you. Check one, two, three, yeah. seven, five, six. Okay. 
I realized you were counting in order. Do you smell what the Zach is cooking? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How we doing today, ladies and gentlemen? How we doing today? No bad weekend for Zach, but it was a great weekend because I got to watch a bunch of college basketball. That was good. Even the game my team lost, it was still a good game. Not even mad at it. Victor over there. I'm very happy about it. I'm about to say, how are you doing today, Jason? Very happy. It was, it was a good game. Like, I can sit here and say. Because there's no other reason why. Celtics out of balls. Who's going to win it? Duke. Because there's no other reason why. The Blue Devils are the balls. It was a good game. Like, come on. It was a good game. Like, I'm not mad at the loss. What? You gonna find every other hockey? I'm waiting for WOW to pop up. Are you nuts? <laughs> <laughs> now you play. Are you nuts? That's crazy. You stink on ice. Right. <laughs> We're here talking college basketball. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, if you want to catch all of our other action about last week, especially me crying on air about Kyrie Irving, that just got posted literally. Five seconds ago, uh, you I catch just press publish. On Spotify, at WCOH Letterman, type in WCOH. We are the first thing that pops up. Yes, sir. You can also find us on TikTok, at WCOH Sports, where not only will you see content of the Letterman, you also see content of The Breakfast Club. I know you guys had a very good trade deadline episode this morning. Yes, sir. We talked about Kyrie and uh, some predictions, and or it should be an exciting trade deadline. Oh, yeah. Now, yes. before we get into the games this weekend, you want to know something crazy? No. It's on the ACC. Pitt is number two in the ACC. I know. They have, they had, they've had a good week. And Louisville's not last in the in the ACC. They had two really good wins this past week. Louisville is now third, is now second to last in the ACC behind Georgia Tech, even though their record is about .200 points off. Louisville, with a nice 3-20 and 20 record, is second, is second to last, only in front of Georgia Tech. Who is a nice eight and fifteen, but they're both one and eleven and one and twelve prospectively in conference. They are so bad, so bad. Yeah, so bad. Um, yeah. Texas is up in top five now. Yeah, I saw that. Talk about the rankings, I guess, because they did come out about an hour ago. They, they updated the rankings were big because last the last week's rankings it pro- it showed a very consistent top three. It showed the regular top three of Purdue, Houston, and um, Arizona. I can't believe Tennessee. I mean Tennessee. That far. It showed Purdue, Houston, and Tennessee, and now it moved because now you see Alabama and Arizona taking spot, and we can't discredit Texas or Tennessee for what they've done. And if we're going to do that, we have to add UCLA. So now it moved from a top three to a top seven, kind of. I just want to shout out Miami. They had a great win on the road against Clemson. They did. It was mm-hmm. a they great dominated win. them. They did. Um, Clemson dropped out of the rankings because of it. Mm-hmm. Rutgers, they're finally ranked top twenty-five. Congratulations! Where are they coming at? 24? 24. 24. You got San it's Diego State. Seven losses. San Diego State dropping the twenty-five. Uh, they know they had a tough loss this weekend. Creighton, they're back in the top twenty-five. Good for them. You know, Big yeah. East represent. Say it. Go ahead. I know it's you want you next. Just say it. UConn. Yeah. Basketball capital of the world. It's not the basketball capital of the world, but okay. Uh, it's the basketball capital of the world. No, it is not. Indiana uh, has better case. The, w- the women took a tough loss on Sunday. Oh, the women lost. Did they? Well, they lost to South Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. No you guys run college. The, both of them run college basketball. And so. our top two guys, our top two women are injured. And then our th- third best player was also injured. But our top two players are injured for the season. Oof. 
and yet we're still ranked fifth. Actually, I, we probably dropped. It's UConn women's basketball. Like, it, it, there's we two, lost by four too. So it's not. Yeah, there's two powers in women's college basketball. It's North, South Carolina and UConn. Yeah. So I'm very happy that they. Tennessee's good game. too. I'm lying. Tennessee's women's basketball. No, team not is good this year. Too. Not this year. I'm sorry. No, we dominated them a couple weeks ago. But the lady volunteers always put up a good fight. Uh, let's see who else. You got Xavier in the Big East. They went up three. Marquette. They hit the top ten. I think this is the first time they hit top ten since the Dwayne Wade era. Represent, yeah. Because I know the, the Jimmy, I know the Jimmy Butler era. They didn't hit the top ten. No, they did not. I don't know if they even got ranked. They I were. Could, I could be wrong. But they were, but I think they were for like two weeks. Shaka Excuse smart, me, everyone. I'm eating have, cake. They have a <laughs> Shaka Smart. They have a good. They have a good group over there. They do. Actually, if I'm not mistaken, did we play them this week? No, we don't. Oh no, we do. What day? Play them Wednesday. Oh, on the day we have the show too. Yes, yes, yes. When was uh, when was Jimmy there? Twenty twenty two thousand nine to twenty two thousand eleven. Mm-hmm. Okay, two thousand eleven two thousand twelve season they got up to as high as eight. Wow. So maybe, so maybe they yeah okay so, I was so this is the highest they've been since Jimmy Butler though. Yeah, I think that's the highest ranking they've ever had is eight. I'm I'm going through all their seasons. Well, yeah. too bad they're gonna lose Wednesday. Or, Tomorrow, sorry. Oh no. Okay, if you count the seventy-eight, they were up in like they were ranked one. Yeah, but else. Yeah. The and recent recent times, eight is the highest they've been. If they get a win this week, I expect them to go up. Well, they're like I said, it's a top twenty matchup. It's Marquette traveling to the boys in good old blue and white. It's not a top twenty matchup. And you know what? They're, we're practicing at the XL Center today. You know, we're already getting used to the vibe, the big venue. I just want to correct I you. It's not a top 20 matchup. Top 25. That you you happy? That yes. Where's your team? I don't see them on the list. That's what I thought. We're going to get there. No, you're not. I'm going to bring it to that game. No, no. All right. If we want to talk about it, that's great. Um, you're, not e- you're not even receiving votes. No, I know we're not. Like, I know we're not. I'm okay. Kentucky's receiving more votes than you. We made it to the tournament last year without being ranked. I'm not phased. How do you, do you have a team? I'm not. I don't want to like make fun of UNC, man. It's I actually okay. feel bad for their, their. How do you make get a team that goes to the national championship, bring back four starters? I when mean, two of those four starters are just, and the one guy you lost was kind of the heart and soul of your team. As much as it hurts me to say, lose. I forgot his name now. God darn it. Brady Manic. Brady Manic was the heart of our team. He was he was our Draymond. No, he's not going to go score the most buckets, but he was the Draymond of our team. He helped everything run, especially on the defensive end. And then we came back to Caleb Love and R.J. Davis just taking huge dumps on the perimeter. They can't shoot. They, they straight up can't shoot. So it's so it's Bandicott and it's Pete Nance trying to figure out something when they barely get the ball because you have Caleb Love. And R.J. Davis being ball-dominant guards who can't pass and can't shoot. That's our problem. Speaking about good teams, Indiana p- beat Purdue at that home. Was, that was an amazing game. Yes, sir, Stephen. Uh, I'm not surprised Purdue did not move down in the rankings, though. I don't think no, I don't. I don't hate it. Just They've been the clear-cut best team in the country for the whole season. I think one loss, especially a loss to a huge rival like that, wasn't going to kill them. Yeah, and I, I love what Zach Geedy said in the press game. They were kind of pressing. Um, I forgot who 
They had like a big tor- turnover of minute and a half left. I forgot what his name is. I but, can look it up real quick for you. Thank you. But yeah. basically, the reporter asked him, you know, what are you going to do? And the guy was like, you know, uh, it was a tough situation. You know, it was a high pressure situation, but we're going we're gonna to learn from this. We're going to get better from this. And Zach Eady took the mic and said, hey, you know, it's not, this was a team effort. You know, the team lost today, not just because of him. Um, you know, there was, there was plenty of mistakes throughout the game that we could have worked on. And we just didn't execute, and we're going to come back, and we're going to be even better. So, you know, I, and I, I sent this in the group chat saying, oh, I don't want to like Purdue. I really don't. I got nothing against Purdue. But Go ahead. It, it's just, well, it's not I have anything against Purdue. It's just like they're going to choke. You're talking about the Boilermaker, yeah. right? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. This, this year might Loving be a little lawyer. different. It could be different. This, I don't want to believe like, it, though. This sign of leadership from Zach Eady is like, it's very impressive to do that, like on a national stage. Yeah. Especially after he did everything he could. You know, he played yeah. out of his mind. He, yeah. he even said, "I had a lot of turnovers in the first half, and we, I can't do that to make mm-hmm. our team. You know, put be, put our team in that situation. I cannot play like that." So, yeah. I, I just a great response. And again, it's just I want to believe that Purdue is not is going to choke again, but it's that's their history. They've always done that. The Purdue's always done it. Yeah. I mean, but if anything can happen, anything can happen. And I mean, I look at Zach Eady even yesterday in a loss. In a loss yesterday, he might have had his best game of the season. He had 33 and 18 with three blocks. They really? 33 yeah. and 18 oh with five block, with three blocks. He shot 15 of 19 from the floor. Had a 75% from free throw. And a S- loss. Speaking of. What killed him was he had five turnovers. Speaking of the Big Ten. Like I said, Rutgers, they got into the rankings. First time they've been ranked all year. That's crazy. Sitting at number two in the Big Ten, eight and four. It seems like a long shot for them to get the one seed, especially with the yeah. two-and-a-half game lead that Purdue holds. But you know what? They I have mean, the head-to-head. They do? They do have the head-to-head. They do. They did beat them earlier in the year. I know but they're going to face them later on. The problem with that is it would call, it would take Purdue falling like crazy because they have a two-and-a-half game lead. It would cause Purdue to have to lose games. So what, let's look at Purdue's schedules coming up, and we can see where they could even drop games to. Well, look, looking at Rutgers' schedule while you pull up Purdue's schedule, yeah, they do. Right they have two tough games on the road the, this week, going to Indiana tomorrow, and then the uh, this upcoming weekend they are at Illinois before they kind of finish off with the not the, not the trash for the Big Ten, but, you know, there's the teams that haven't been playing so well. you got Nebraska, Wisconsin, Michigan, Penn State, Minnesota, Northwestern. Yeah. So their two toughest matchups are definitely the this week. If they can go one-on-one, survive this week, they'll probably lose their ranking if they do go one-on-one. They'll lose their ranking, but it's, what matters is the, staying in yeah. contention. They, they can only probably afford one game because yeah. looking at Purdue's remaining <laughs> schedule – their hardest game, two of their, they have three very difficult games remaining. I would say one's next when they got Iowa. They have they have to they have Iowa at home on the ninth. Then they got Northwestern. They're at Northwestern. That's a wipe. They ha- go to Maryland, which is always gonna be a tough game. So they play three and four in the conference right there. Then they have to go to Ohio. They have to go. They ha- have Ohio State coming. That's nothing. But then they have a rematch at home versus Indiana. So. It, for Rutgers to even have a shot, it would they need Iowa, Maryland, and Indiana to all beat them. And Illinois, the last and, game of the year. And Illinois, but at that point, Purdue could also have the one seed locked up if they. That's do. true. It would cause 
it wouldn't take Rutgers losing only one, and it would take Purdue losing three or four. Yeah. So it would take a Purdue fall that we would all make fun of, and a Rutgers rise that we would all love. Yeah. No. So for just to go back to Rutgers' schedule, after this week of Indiana and Illinois, they play five of the six worst teams in the Big Ten. Yeah. In Wisconsin, Penn State, Nebraska, Ohio State, and Minnesota. Yeah. I mean, so they have... They have they, they have a very favorable schedule. They have the favorable forward. schedule. They just have to now you know, compete in those games, complete the games, win those games. They got to pray Zach Eadie, Zach Eadie doesn't keep going off. Exactly. If Which, Zach Eadie keeps going off, you can kiss that goodbye. But, I mean, there's a shot. I would I love just, to see I don't that. see Purdue choking like that. I don't I really either. Don't. At, least, don't, at least not, not until the not tournament. Not until March. Yeah. I wasn't... Yeah. See, you know, I, I could see Rutgers getting the upset in the Big Ten tournament. Oh, yeah, I could definitely Entirely. see that. I think, I think right now in the Big Ten, it's – I mean, Indiana, it's we a, saw that they can compete with the top team. It's a fi- it's, it's, you could say it's a five-person race for the tournament, but honestly, I would give it down to three. And it's Indiana, Rutgers, and Purdue. Yep. I don't think any other team – Maybe You can make an argument for Iowa and Maryland. Those yeah. only two other teams you can make an argument for. Illinois had a chance to really make a statement this weekend and they lost didn't. by two yeah. against Iowa. And then you got to come out with the ones that matter. So you yeah. can maybe say it's a six, but there's three maybe. There's two maybes, one very maybe, and then there's three real shots. Speaking of conferences that could be up for anyone, the Big 12. Mm-hmm. They have six teams all ranked in the top 17. Jeez. We talk about the Big 12 every week, and it's just better and better. Like, the ninth team in the country is sixth in their conference. <laughs> yes. The ninth team in the country. That's insane, guys. I don't know who's going to win this conference. But there's one team nope. I'm, I'm surely scared of in this conference. Iowa State. Iowa State. <laughs> I'm terrified of Iowa State. I, I think everyone should be terrified of Iowa State. Because they, they play such a consistent-minded basketball. I'm not going to lie. K-State is my pick to win the Big 12. Iowa State is my pick to go the furthest in the tournament. Yeah. They, they just play such a consistent brand of basketball. I mean, they dominated Kansas at home. Yeah. yeah. For, 40, for 40 minutes, they were the better And team. it's hard to dominate Kansas like, at home. Like, if you watched that game not knowing what happened last year, you would have thought Iowa State won, won the tournament last year. Mm. <laughs> So, and we want to talk about Kansas to skid. Kansas has Kansas played Iowa State and won, but then went on a three-game losing streak, all to ranked division conference opponents. But still, they lost to K State by one, TCU by twenty-three, and then Baylor by six. Wait, did who did Iowa State just play? I'm talking about Kansas. I'm sorry, Kansas. I'm sorry. I thought Iowa State just played. Them. Iowa State did just play too. Iowa State took an L two, so I'm going over the last couple. So yeah, no, is, I, Iowa State took yeah. the tough L against Texas Tech, which yeah. isn't going to help. At all. But it's a conference of dogs. They're all going to dogfight. Yeah. They're all going to dogfight. I don't know. The Big 12 is up for grabs. If I have to go right now, who I do think, though, I, I'm going Iowa State. I'm going K-State. I'm going Kansas. That's fair. I mean, they're just – That's fair. They've they've done it for for so long now. It's hard to yeah. go against them. I just it's that that those last couple games against division opponents. They've gone one and five against division opponents last yeah. couple games. So for me, it's like mm, I don't know, especially in a tournament. Yeah, I mean, I understand the res- I understand the reservations. But if they sure. did, I would not be surprised yeah. at all. Like, Grody, <laughs> I said his name wrong again. Grady. Grady Dick is a very good ball player, and I could honest, I could see him doing it. So. I, I mean, they're right there. You know, like they play. Yeah. They play Texas tonight. If they win that game, like 
What like, are they? They're, they're right there, probably second in the conference after that. Yeah. Literally, like, we're saying this. I want you guys to see something. Texas, Oklahoma, TCU, K-State, Baylor, Kansas, and Oklahoma State are all within three games of, of one. Yeah. They're all within three games. Texas is number one. Iowa State's at one as one game out. TCU, Kansas State, Baylor, are, and Kansas are two games out. OK State's at three games out. Anything can happen. Every single team in this conference has a winning record, period. Texas Tech would be amazing if they could just win a conference game. Oh, yeah. They would be so, amazing if they could win a conference game. They did. They beat, they beat the team that I think is the scariest I'm not in the saying, They beat the team, that, but that shows the power of this conference. There's only two teams that you could say aren't really a real threat, and that's West Virginia and Oklahoma. And even then, West Virginia will have its days. Oklahoma is like, a, you play football. Yeah, and they can't even do that right anymore. At all. Moving to the best conference in all of college basketball. Of course, talking about the Big East Conference. We just finished talking about the best conference in all of basketball. Um. <laughs> Historically, I may give it to you, but you still have to battle the ACC for that title. We have five teams ranked in the top 25. Yes. Seton Hall somehow still not ranked. You guys um, have the same problem as you. You guys have like a Texas Tech problem on your hands. Not that bad, but still, you guys you know. cannot be conference opponents. I'm talking about UConn guys. Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm hoping the second the these next couple weeks, uh, toughest part of our schedule. Like I said, we have Marquette tomorrow at home. Then we go to Creighton. I know we play. We beat Creighton. I was a lovely, lovely viewer for that game at Gable Pavilion. Fantastic, fantastic outing. You want to know what the best part about looking at this rankings is? Yeah. Nova's terrible. Oh, my God. I love it. Uh, I love it. Time. I love it every time. Uh, we go to Creighton. Then we have a home game against Seton Hall, home game against Providence. We go to St. John's. We got. We have to beat St. John's. I'm mad I said St. John's to win the Big East. Yeah. Like, our, our toughest – like, I said our toughest five-game stretch was earlier in beginning of – uh, January. You're retracting that statement now? Retracting that statement. Our toughest five-game stretch is right now, starting Tuesday, versus Marquette at Creighton, versus St. Hall, versus Providence at St. John's. What I will say about your conference is this. Your conference has probably one, some of the best, has the second-best home game advantage to any conference in, in college basketball right now. Oh, yes. Outside of the Big 12, you guys dominated at home. Yes. You got 13-1, 13-1, 11-1, 12-0. Three and nine, eleven and two. Villanova sucks at still's a winning record. St. John's is ten and four, eight and four, seven and five, and then Georgetown's terrible. George, yeah. Georgetown's just terrible. George, Georgetown, no, they should. They suck. Terrible. I think I said this the other day, but I saw a Georgetown fan around Wilkes-Barre, and I just heckled him. Did you just give him a hug. He, no, no, he deserves. He a hug. needs a hug. He no, he needs a hug. I have. Well, well you, you, call, you call was playing Georgia Georgetown this past week. Uh, so I well, yeah, I didn't know that. You, so. you guys played on Saturday, right? Yeah, and yeah. I didn't watch the game because you know it was Georgetown, and I didn't it's like how we, I not like how we went one by six. But at the same time, conference opponent. I'm conference sitting here opponent. going one. It's Georgetown. Like that's just a classic U- Big East rivalry. And two, yeah. we definitely were not playing the best of our ability. Now Andre Jackson. Uh, he came out and said that at this point he he's just letting his defense play. He's not really trying to find an offensive game. There's other players on the team that have a better offensive ability than him, and he's just not going to force up shots like he was doing in mid-January, early February, or it's, I guess mid-January. It's not a bad idea. And 
If he just if he can just hone into his craft, I truly still believe that he is the best on ball defender in in the NCAA. Really, I really think that. Hmm. From what like just with his elite athleticism, I, he's top five in the in the country f- with his athleticism. He, like he he can get drafted alone just off his athleticism, and then an NBA team can teach him how to shoot a basketball. That's fair. But he that's, just that's fair. No, that's that's a really fair thing to say. And you know, I wouldn't blame him if he if he left after this year. He's put up a really good, really good year. So he's a good playmaker. He gets he's a good rebounder. Just, Completely off topic. Yes. But, um, Elon's in the Colonial Athletic Conference. Who? <laughs> Who's Elon? <laughs> it's a school. Um, one of my um, one of the people I follow on TikTok goes to Elon, and they're like a big influencer. You know who I'm talking about. If I showed you a picture, you know who I'm talking about. But he plays football, so don't worry about it. I don't know. No, I'm I'm looking. I'm I have ESPN up, and I'm going through all the conferences. And you know, there's only one school who, team. I want you to guess this off top of your heads. There's only one school left in the entire country with an undefeated record in conference. Who is it? Hmm. It's not a mid. It's not a major. It's a very much a mid major, very much a mid major. You can consider them below mid major. I wouldn't know. Vermont, <laughs> Big <Yeah>. Sky Conference, <laughs> Montana. Um, who, no, who's in the Big Sky? Let's. You got you got North. Really? Pop- who? Uh, really? Eastern Washington. Yes, it's Eastern Washington. <laughs> That's the only other team I knew from the big sky. You got, I, I, I would not have guessed you any got of these Eastern teams. Washington, Montana State, Weber State, Montana, Iowa State, Sacramento State, Portland State, Iowa, Northern Northern Arizona, Northern Colorado. Congrats, Eastern Washington. For, I just thought it was funny. I, I also don't know why they're in this conference because these are all teams in like the upper Northwest, and then there's Eastern Washington. Well, no, Montana, and then Northern Arizona. Like, why why are they in this conference? Yeah, I don't know why they are. But um, no, there's Montana State. They're close to Washington. Web Weber State. They're not is, close. That's three states over. Well, actually, now two, mm, states, two states. I'm about to say. I've, I've now to, three states: Wisconsin, Minnesota. Well, we gotta think about it. In North, North Dakota, zoning of conferences is way different out there than it is over here. Over here, you could be, and two hours away, different conference. Over there, you could be ten hours away, same conference. They are closest rival. So it's just different out west. Last question before we move on from the Big East. Who do you guys right now have one in it? Wow. That's a bloated uh, question. Xavier. I think they've been the most consistent team all year. I think Xavier chokes in the Big East tournament. I'm going to be honest. Oh, Big East. Oh, if we're talking Big East tournament. Providence. Yeah, give me Providence too, Zach. Really? I like that a lot. I, I would love to see UConn in the final. I must, I know where you're going to go. You're going to pick UConn, which is fair. I respect But that. if we play Marquette, I'm picking Marquette. <laughs> Marquette just seems to have their if we yeah. If we face anyone else in the final... I'll take I'm taking UConn if Are we get to the sure? final. Are you sure you're 6 and 7? You're 7 and 6 in conference. If if we play like how I think we can play tomorrow. That's fair. That's fair. You guys are a big This is like a really defining stretch for UConn yes. if they're going to be national championship contenders or not. What I will say is they this, could easily rip off five in a row. UConn yes. has the most potential at, at any highest at every single school you put at their highest level, UConn's the best team. If we if we go seven straight here, or I guess nine straight, counting the first two wins, and finish the season twenty five and six before the Big East tournament, 
I have all the confidence in the world that one will win the Big East tournament and two will go very far into the tournament. The problem with you guys is you're streaky. Like, what did you start off the season at? You started 14 off fourteen and zero. We hit a rough stretch. You're eighteen and six. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, you guys are just streaky. I wouldn't say streaky. It was just we we. You've gone four and six. And the well, yeah, we've gone four and six in our last ten. But I mean, the fourteen and zero that we show the potential. It's not like we beat scrubs out there. Yeah, that, that's that's streaky. We beat, we beat a team like Florida, who but that's the little is definition top five of in streaky. their conference. We you, beat Iowa State, who's number two in their conference. But that's the little definition. And of North streaky. Carolina ducked us. You have shut up. You little definition of streaky. You have the talent, but it's not always there. That's definition of streaky. And if there's one coach I do trust, and that's Stan Hurley. That's fair. I would trust him too. Mm. Hurley's that, the man of the people, that. home of the brave. Okay. <laughs> um, ACC. I know we touched on them a little bit, but it's a joke of a conference at this point, man. Well, for you guys, yeah, it's a joke of a conference in general. Like Clemson's number one. You guys did that. You two. Looking at you, both of you. You did this. Bro, you wanted to be trash this year. Wanted to be trash this year. I'm actually starting to turn the corner on this Duke team. I'm not. I don't think they can win a national championship, but I like the fight that they show every night. Like uh, They showed up. Like they showed yeah. up for the game. We can't play on the road anywhere, so I just I don't have any faith. If we're not at home, just chalk it up, guys. I don't trust Clemson or Pitt. I don't, I don't no. trust Clemson. I don't, tr- I don't Pitt, trust Virginia. Virginia NC just State. lost to Virginia Tech. I don't trust Clemson, Pitt, Virginia, NC State. I can trust Miami. I, I trust see Miami. a little more. I, I just see a little bit more. I can. I can, I can still see Duke in the in the final of the ACC. Oh yeah. I can see, none of the teams above. Them I can really see scare me. any of these teams from North Carolina up in the final. I draw the line at Wake Forest. I can. I can see a Syracuse. <laughs> I can see Syracuse. Jim Beheim. He, he knows what to turn All right, it on. yeah, I see Syracuse. He knows he's what to turn it on. He's a March guy. His team right. just always seems to I draw hot. the line at Florida State and Syracuse. Syracuse up could anywhere could be in the final. Florida State down, go packing. Go, go, go home. Louisville, yeah. disband your program. What happened to the, what? To the SEC? Um, they got off Alabama's their Alabama's undefeated in their conference. Oh, really? I didn't make it that far down. Hold on. I'm sorry. The SEC is the last one on ESPN.com. Give me a break. The ESPN is the last one. Gonzaga lost. Oh! We almost forgot about St. that. St. Mary's is undefeated in their conference. No, they're not. Let me let me find W. No, they're not. Never mind. I'm going to stop talking now. That's why I'm here, Jason. Shut up, Martell. Keep the order around here. <laughs> okay, there's three teams left in college basketball undefeated <laughs> in their conference. I apologize. St. Mary's has been on a 12-game win streak. Jeez. Yeah, because they're, they're running the WCC this year. You can't say it like it's a big thing, okay? When was the last time Gonzaga had five losses before like the tournament started? Let me look it up. Hold on. Been a while. Maybe. Yeah, I'm looking it up now. History of. We'll, we'll look that up and then we'll go to a break. We'll, uh, go to break. It's gonna take me a second. I'll okay. bring it when we go back. We're gonna, we're gonna go to short break. When we come back, we'll talk about the NBA trade deadline, and I'm gonna go off on the Nets. I'm just gonna be honest. Hear rant. Go on your phone and pull up the sound. This is the Letterman here so on 90.7 WCOH. Keep it locked.
And welcome back to Letterman here on 90.7 WCLH. Do you smell what the Zach is cooking? Let's go. Just me and Marty today. So what was... um? So to answer the last question, for anyone who's just joining us, we were asking when was the last time Gonzaga had five in-season losses. It would be 2017-2018. Um, so I was right, yeah. They had went 32-5. and five, And before that, you could... Well, no, I'm lying. No, that's not it. The correct answer is 2015-2016. They ended the season 28-8, and eight, and they lost in the Sweet 16. But that was the last time they had five in-season losses or more. And they're at five in-season losses now? They're at five now. This is technically their worst season since 2015-2016, when they went to the Sweet 16. Now, to be fair, one, the WCC stinks. On ice. Has been always. Yeah. Don't know why they're still in there. But UConn in a real conference, they're getting. But UConn in the Pac-12, they're getting smoked. UConn, Gonzaga in the Pac-12, they're getting smoked. I'm sorry. I will also say this: they have had a very tough schedule. Finally, yeah, it like, took them forever. Like I'll give them some respect. They 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 they're playing tough teams. Like they've lost to Texas, Purdue, Baylor. Well. Well, it took the whoever moment. LMU is and it's St. Mary's. I want to ask you this question: since the year, since Mark Few got hired in nineteen ninety nine, what do you think is the most in season losses Gonzaga's ever had? Probably eight, nine, three. So this is their worst year. This is their worst year. Gonzaga. I thought you just said twenty fifteen though. Twenty fifteen was they went they had three loss in season and they had three in conference losses that year. I'm saying in conference. I'm sorry. Oh, in conference. In conference, they've had three. They the well, most. They're at two right now. Yeah. But that, that, that's still the worst since 2015. They've had one, zero. I feel like I'm reading code. They had one last year, zero, one, zero, one, one, three. And then they went one, three, zero, three, three, two, zero, one, three, zero, two, zero, two, one, one, three. And that's since 1999. That's insane. To be fair, this conference sucks. They finished, they've, only t- they've only finished second twice under Mark Field. His first year and 2012. And that was, I think, that wasn't Steph Curry. Who, that was after Gordon Hayward left. Who was that? Who they finished second to in that conference that year? I, I don't know. I feel like we're getting very off track because we're supposed to be talking about NBA. Yeah, but, you know, we have time. Oh, though. that was when they had Kelly Olynyk. Kelly Olynyk was on the roster that year, but he didn't play. That was crazy. That was when Kelly Olynyk was on um, Gonzaga. Well, don't worry. They have to go to Loyola Marymount. They lost. They got second to St. Mary that year. They were second to St. Mary that year too. They have to go to Loyola Marymount in a couple weeks, and then they have St. Mary's right before the season ends. So they'll finish with five and four in conference losses for the first time under Mark Few. Hopefully, but they'll probably beat St. Mary's at home. It's crazy. Mark Few is three hundred nineteen and thirty-two versus conference opponents. I mean, it's pretty good. Too bad they can't win the championship. I must say he's just—they're just bad. Like. So, NBA trade trade deadline talk is coming up. Well, there's already been one big trade. Do you want to play the soundbite of it or no? No. This is the same face you had on Friday. <laughs> it's it's just it's just so sad. The same face you have right now is the face you had on Friday. It's, it's I have a question. Are you going to the game still tomorrow? No, I'm selling tickets. <laughs> So if anyone wants to go to the tickets or go to the if Brooklyn anyone Nets would game. like tickets to the Nets Suns Nets Suns game in Brooklyn at time seven thirty at seven thirty talk to Martell 
Well, I'm Southern Tick Pick. Hell, Southern Tick Pick, aka at not, our Twitter. Not sponsored. Not sponsored. DM us and he'll sell the tickets to you. Well, you just got to buy them. DM us. Section section 205. Section 205. I've never been to Brooklyn's Arena, so I don't know what that is. I've never been either. I don't plan on going there now ever again. (laughs) I don't, yeah. No, no, from a real perspective, I'm not going to make fun of you at this moment. I'm going to actually ask you for a perspective. How, what, what do you feel is the reaction like? What do you, how do you feel about the return you got? It's... The best return that I actually thought that we could get. Yeah, that's what I'm going to ask you. Like, where? Because I know you and Jason were talking about over the break. There were possible returns. Where was that at? Because I didn't see it. So, the Lakers offered two first-round picks. And then um, players that just weren't going to get brought up. Like, they didn't say which players. So, we said no. All right, I'm on CBS. It says... Well, Joseph Osai, or Sai, or whatever his freaking name is. The GM. Oh. Which I'll get into him. I'm on CBS Sports owner. now. He said it He says, said that they didn't want did not want to make the trade with the Lakers. They did not want Kyrie to go to the Lakers. I wouldn't want that either. So they, they listened to it, but they were like, no. And then the Suns offered Chris Paul, Jay Crowder, a first round pick in or, or undisclosed picks. But they offered Chris Paul and Jay Crowder and probably two undisclosed picks. I was, I'm assumed too. Yeah. So and I'm very happy we did not take that trade because that would not have fixed anything. Anything. I mean, granted, trading Kyrie is still not fixing a lot, but getting you the got ret- pieces back. Getting the return years. of Spencer Dinwiddie and, and Dorian Finney-Smith. Dorian Finney-Smith, two second round picks and a first round pick. That's a good return. It's it's probably the best we would have gotten for. What I'll say is everything this. that's going on with it's Kyrie. It's not the off season, and it's Kyrie because you. I know that fans are looking for like a Rudy Gobert trade where you get four first round picks back, players still back as well, and it's like the problem is Kyrie is a head case one. He's a nut job. Yeah, he'll have five seconds. Where he, the 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 trade request makes him like a nut job. Now, to be fair, this is the third superstar in the last year, in the last calendar year. That has asked to be re- traded from the Brooklyn Nets. Who's the second? Oh, KD. James Harden, Kevin Durant, and now Kyrie Irving. Have all asked to be traded. From have the all Nets. asked to be traded from the from the Nets. At this point, it is not Kyrie Irving being crazy. Everyone wanted right away. All I heard and all I heard all weekend, especially when the trade went down, is Kyrie Irving's nutcase. Yeah, Kyrie Irving has a lot of opinions out there. It's that. not even just his opinions. His opinions aren't the problem. It's the problem of there's a time and a place for everything, especially when it's your job and profession. Yes. But at the same time, this summer, he said, I want an extension. I want to know. Like, he wants to be he in He wants Brooklyn. to be certified and have his even, even after getting traded, he's still liking stuff about Cam Thomas dropping 44, Nicholas Claxton. Like, on his Twitter, that's those are his most recent likes. What I'll say is this. The team actually liked him. This is probably the first time a team, his teammates, actually liked him. Yes. So it, this was definitely a front office issue. 1,000%. And it's been a front office issue ever since. But in the same Katie, breath, you, Kyrie's not a blank check player anymore. No. You cannot give Kyrie a blank check because of the head case and the problems that he causes. But Kyrie did this to Kyrie. I know you're going to disagree with me, but at the same breath, you can't give Kyrie wants a blank check, and you cannot give Kyrie a blank check. He doesn't want a blank check. He just wants security. That's all he wants. He wants security with a blank check. What was the offer you guys gave him, or do you not know? We didn't offer him anything. Oh. Oh, wow. Yes. 
Oh wow. He wanted an extension. We did not offer him an extension. That's your fault then, yeah. Yes. That, that's on you. And that's that's with Sean Marks and Os- Joseph, whatever your name is, botching the last two years of the organization. Botching, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say they botched it. Yes, they did. You traded away did all of our depth for James Harden. Went all that wasn't in. a bad deal, though. That wasn't, wasn't a bad, bad deal. idea. The problem was they never got to play together. One and two, Steve Nash showed wasn't a great coach. And we should have fired him after that playoff series. But you should have, but you didn't because the reason you brought him in was because of your stars and you were trying to cater to them. Yes. And then last year, when the whole James Harden debacle, that was when it all started. And everyone, again, that, when that happened, blamed Kyrie because then all the reports came out that Kyrie and him had had their moments in practice. Kyrie has moments with everyone. But yeah, Kyrie has moments with everyone. He's been doing that since Cleveland. And Kyrie just likes to challenge people. Kyrie is just Kyrie, like Jimmy Butler. No, Kyrie is a more t- yes, he's a Jimmy he's a more team Jimmy Butler. But he's Jimmy Butler in a way that's not as outgoing, so it looks sneaky to people and it looks slimy to people, but it's not. Exactly. And so we traded James Harden and we got another head case in Ben Simmons. Not really. Head ben case. Simmons isn't a head case. More just a, say a he's guy a who play, he's a play case. He's a he's a playing style case. You guys got Markeith Morris too. He has still hasn't done anything on our team. No, I'm saying in the trade you got Markeith Morris. You got Andre Drummond too. This trade? Yeah, this trade you just got you just got Markeith Morris at, with Kyrie. Oh no! Oh, you traded Markeith Morris with Kyrie. I don't know. No, you did. I'm telling you, you traded Markeith Morris with Kyrie. He was on our team. <laughs> yes. I I had no clue. So Markeith Morris, breaking news, Markeith Morris is now a <laughs> Maverick. Good for him, I guess. I, I don't know. Yeah. No, you flip Markeith Morris and Kyrie for the package. Well, Markeith Morris has played zero minutes for so far this year. I didn't know he was on the Nets. Yeah, exactly. Where's Marcus? He's still in L.A. He's still in, Cl- in Clippers? Yeah. Oh. I don't watch Clippers basketball. Um, um make me mad. They, they make me they're mad. Actually, they're actually going to be in Brooklyn tonight. Clippers, yeah, they physically make me mad to watch. So go, so go Brooklyn. Well, I hate the Clippers. Uh, what else is he gonna say? So yeah, the and everyone blamed Kyrie for the James Harden stuff. Okay, did he probably have a thing or two to do about it? Maybe I think he did. But I think at that point too, James Harden recognized the coaching was crap. Yeah, like just like everybody else did. Yeah, and again, they chose the coach over the player. Then the summer comes around. And they chose the coach over the player. Katie requested to get traded. They said, me or, me or Steve. Well, they chose the player there. They fired Steve. Yeah, they fired Steve five games into the season. Yeah. Six games into the season when when the whole summer debacle already happened. Yeah. When you could have just fired him back in June, we could have done an actual coach. I mean, now, okay, Jock Vaughn, that's, you know. I mean, Jock Vaughn is good, but the problem is Jock Vaughn ain't going to win you a title. You have to get rid of Jock Vaughn before you can win anything. He's proven that. I, 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 you can't say that because he's definitely fair, turned this team around. Fair, that is fair. And he, like the way this team was f- playing b- before Jacques Vaughn, yeah, I would have said, yeah, we're not going to do anything. But he has made this team comfortable enough to go, yeah, we can probably compete in the playoffs. Now, of course, without Kyrie, it's going to be much harder. Yeah. And we still, we, we still have three days to make a move. I don't like how Spencer Dinwiddie is still in the trading block. I would appreciate him. As yeah, a, keep Spencer in with as me. a very good starting number two. Did you guys have bad blood with? Did he have bad blood with Brooklyn or something? No, it's just they're they're willing to trade a guy, trade for a guy, maybe like a Zach Levine type player. Yeah, I'm about to say probably for a guard. You flip this package for Zach Levine. Would you like that? Honestly, no. 
I don't think you would. Because I don't think you do. Our think defense this, would go way down. I think now, this makes you more defensively sound, a lot more, because Kyrie, yes. for all his credit, is not an amazing defender. He's an okay perimeter defender, off ball, on ball. Eh. Yeah. Eh. Now, Dinwiddie would be a great wing defender. Dinwiddie's an amazing wing Dorian defender. Smith is a great is an amazing wing, wing defender. defender. You can help KD help him more out in the post and especially up on perimeter. I think KD's a very underrated, underrated perimeter defender. He is. He is. And then we have Nicholas Claxton at the five. He, he's going to be he's gonna be a stud for us. That makes you guys one of the better defenders. So if Cam NBA. Thomas can take that step. That it, makes you guys one of the better defensive units in the NBA. If Cam Thomas can take a step and, and average 20 points after the All-Star break, I mean, this is this is still That's a, a win. This is still a team that can compete in the playoffs. That's a winning trade. I still don't think we're championship contenders. I know our organization thinks that. As I a fan, yeah, with just KD, it's going to be very tough. What I will you're say gonna, you're going to have to see some valiant plays. How much did Kyrie play in the playoffs last year? All four games. Really? We only played four games. Uh, not last year. The year before. We played every game. Really? He played every game that 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 Buck series. Yeah. James Harden was the one that got injured. James Harden, right? Okay. Well, they're both. So, yeah. If you guys had another score, like, can, can you have Cam but Cam Thomas, Thomas can be that guy. Yeah. I mean, he literally just dropped 44. He did, but the problem is now you have to put Cam Thomas in a Kyrie role, Kyrie-esque role to score who's replacing Cam Thomas. I wouldn't really say that. I would say more it's... Is it more KD having to step up? Well, when KD comes back, yeah, he'll have to... Consistently be scoring 30. I'm about to say, you want him to go average James Harden-type numbers back in Houston? Yeah. He'll have to do 38 and 8. That's LeBron. Yeah. That's LeBron-type stuff. I you mean, wouldn't, you want him to go be LeBron real quick? He can do it. He was doing that earlier this year. He can do it. He can do it. So, I don't it's, think it's not can. like a, the worst thing in the world for him to do that. But, but then you're going to have to get key contributors, like I was saying. You're going to have to get valiant efforts from Nick Claxton. That's fair. Cam Thomas, Spencer Dinwiddie, if we keep him. Yeah. Dorian Finney-Smith is going to have to make at least three threes a game. Joe Harris, which I do think we trade. Um, yeah, Same with Seth Curry. Too. I think like a guy like P.J. Washington coming off the bench. Nas Reed. Um, I I don't know why we would trade for Zach Levine because, again, I'm, you're, you're going to be trading Spencer Dinwiddie. He gets rid of our wing defense, essentially. Yeah. Um, it gets rid of another playmaker out there. Now, yeah. granted, Zach Levine's probably a better playmaker, but you I need defense. I just don't see him meshing well out there with KD. That's fine. But anyway, we can talk about the Nets all day, but we, we do. We this is a trade deadline <laughs> segment here, and we need to talk about more teams. I'm on the trade. I'm on the little um, ESPN document that they always make whenever a trade deadline comes apart. I love these documents because well, it keeps you up to date with everything. Actually, um, perfect that we were just talking about Levine. The Bulls are not interested in dealing Levine. Makes sense though, because so, the Bulls think they have a shot when they don't. The Bulls think they have a shot and they don't. Yeah, so that's that's fine. The Bulls need to go for Victor and not not the playoffs. Yeah, which I mean, Victor Oladipo, Wimbanyama. Oh, okay. They can have Oladipo. Give me Levine though. <laughs> that's not happening. Uh, Westbrook. Uh, is, they're gonna. They want future picks for Westbrook. They're not gonna get it. And I think Westbrook ends up staying in L.A., and the best bet is that L.A. has to pray to God stuff breaks their way. Well, I, I, I like the really Hachimura trade for them. I think that was a very good trade I for both players too. in that trade. Yeah. I made fun of my brother because he's a diehard Wizards fan. I made fun of my brother that they traded away Rui. But, no, it was a great trade for both sides, I think, in that situation. Rui clearly was not going to get another deal with Washington. I don't know what else they need, though. Maybe center? Shooting. Yeah. 
desperately and a center. They need shooting on a center. Cause well, doesn't Myers Leonard come back? Didn't he sign with them? You're telling me Myers Leonard is going to be their center. Myers Leonard. He wasn't bad. He wasn't bad, but I'm not terrible at He did very at good in the playoffs. You don't want Myers Leonard, dude. Especially, what is his injury again? It wasn't an injury. It was... It wasn't an injury. It was... um. Yeah. Yeah. But he's supposed yeah. to... He's supposed to come. Remember that now. Yeah. That was on my team, too. Yep. You know, I, did you... I don't know if you... I think I sent the interview with him. They did, like, a piece on him. Yeah. he's supposed he to be coming back. You did send it to me. Uh, he's been helping with the communities. I mean, I think throughout. he's sorry for what happened, but... Well, he, he also, like... And he said it when it came out. He said it, you know, throughout many interviews. He did not know what the word meant. Yeah. He just, just was saying it. You know, you're playing Call of Duty. You say whatever. Like, it happens. Yeah. It happens. And I think he's done a great job on rehabilitating his image after that. And oh, I yeah. think he's just sincerely sorry for what happened. Yeah. Because he, like, he knew that, like, basically ruined his career. And he was like, listen, like, I'm not. And he was, I will say he was really good. On Miami. He was very good for us. Yeah. Yeah. But to get into a little bit more, um, from February 2nd, the a lot of teams are paying attention to the Raptors with the possibility of trading OG. Yeah. No, that, I think OG Nobi is going to be traded. I don't know where he's going to be traded, but wherever he goes. It, again, Nets, if we get a guy like him. What package do you give up for him, though? I don't Because you have, you have baby OG and Dorian. Yeah. I mean, you could give him Dorian, Joe Harris. I don't think maybe you, some of the second round picks that you just got. Because what I say is this: you just keep end of the day, you keep your team because at least then you have you got back assets that you don't have, and I think that's the biggest. I, thing I for still y'all. think we're gonna move for someone. I think you will too, but I think it's the wrong move. I think you just pack what you have and work with it because you got resources back. You got something back that you didn't have, which you lost with Harden. You have resources and assets, which is something you didn't have. <laughs> so I think you pack that up and keep it, and you just try and improve in free agency. Yes. Granted, it's not an amazing class, but it's enough to make s- incremental moves, which is possible. It's possible to get a team around one star with incremental moves. Miami did it with Jimmy because Bam-, Bam was not a star that year. Tyler was a rookie. So it's possible. Bam became a star that year. Bam became a star that year and then quickly fell from to the middle range. He's still a star. He's No, no he's here. Being a star is being able to take over when you need to. And I love Bam. I love Bam so he much. He takes over defensively. Defensively, yes. There's two sides of the ball. And it, it's like watching Justice Winslow on steroids because he's so much better than Justice Winslow was. I, I Like, Justice Winslow was not good. No, he's terrible. He's so much better than Justice Winslow was. It's insane. But it's still, it's like you have your problems. You have a lot of your problems. And it's like, but if speaking of Miami, with the trade deadline, I think we also make a trade. And I think it has to be a guard. It has to be an offensive force. But it's an offensive force at the wing. Because Miami's so inept at offense. They're the worst offense in the NBA. And that's by every single metric you want to look at. But saving them is that it's the best defense in the NBA. And it's the best defense in the NBA by most metrics that you look at. Not as many, but it's by most. So it's very much a hot and cold. It's very much a yin and yang. You have this amazing defense that you do not want to waste, but your offense is terrible. 
Matter of fact, you know what it reminds me of? Because I didn't get to talk about it earlier because I had class. Reminds me of that 2000 Ravens who just had a beautiful 30 for 30 put out for them last night. Don't mute me. Don't mute me because it was beautiful. You need to watch it. You need to watch it. Don't mute me. For everyone, his finger is on is on the trigger waiting to waiting to mute me. And it was a beautiful 30 for 30, but it reminds me because you look at that team. Let's see what you did there. <laughs> An amazing defense. One of the best, probably the best of all time. Definitely top three all time. Terrible offense. Terrible. This team is in top three all defense of all time, but it's not a terrible offense. It's just bad. So in saying that, you got to find a garden. Bad to the bone. <laughs> like, I really wanted us to make a move for Kyrie, but at the same breath, I'm glad we didn't because him, him and Jimmy would have killed each other. Do you think you trade Tyler Hero? No. Do you think you trade Victor Oladipo? Possibly. We don't trade Tyler because we just gave him that contract. No one's going to want that. It's not true. That contract's terrible. Tyler here is not $30 million per year. The Kings might not say that. I can't say the Kings are good now. If I, if I could get De'Aaron Fox. If I get De'Aaron Fox. But it's not going to happen. That would be awesome. That's not going to happen. They're, the Kings are good. The Kings have a better record than we do. Sadly. Um, what do you have Suns, the Kings? The Suns are prepared to re- pursue Kevin Durant. Why, though? Let's quickly shut this down. Uh, but I guess they're going to still try to trade with them. Um, if we do trade Kevin Durant for the whole Sun starting five, because that's what it's going to take, <laughs> um, I would be very angry. I would be, too. I would be very, very angry. We do not. We, there's no reason to trade Kevin Durant. You still, You still have a team there, and if you trade Kevin Durant... It better be for the package that you traded for James Harden and more. And it, it, I, was, I know it's very Nets heavy today, but if we did, like, if we my just didn't team do is any- kind of a mad team, and your team's more interesting to talk about, so it's fair. If we didn't do anything for the rest of the trade deadline, and just have the team we have now, I still trust that we'll be, we'll be a top five team in the East. Like everyone's saying, "Oh my God, we're going to be a playing team. We're going to be bad." Like, yeah, that's my initial reaction, but like after. Actually sitting down and going through like the teams, you like, still are. Once Kevin Durant comes back, if we can get our offense clicking, I think we'll be fine. Because you still have arguably the best star in the East. You the best player in the East, arguably. Arguably, yeah. It's a conversation between him and Embiid and Tatum. Giannis. Okay, no, I'm lying. You do not have the best player in the East. I'm sorry, Tatum. Because you you've arguably the second best player in the East. Yeah. Because Giannis it, is Giannis is the best, yeah, yeah, and it's an argument between KD, Tatum, and Bead, yeah, and that's a worthy argument. And then that's the second tier, and there's a third tier where Jimmy lives. But our team's good, so because there's like a fourth and a fifth, and we have all those things too. The Jazz are looking to trade some of their players, Kelly Olynyk and Jared Vanderbilt, at the top of the list. Why? Uh, Jared Vanderbilt. What are they going to get? Two second round picks? Jared Vanderbilt has been linked to? with the Portland Trail Blazers. What do you think they give up in that Kelly package? Kelly Lonick has been linked with the Miami Heat and Boston Celtics. Two teams he's already been on. Yes. Kelly Lonick trade, that'll look like us trading away. I, I, I would say that's probably a Victor Aldipo move, that's but I don't know why. Victor you move, do that. but there's no reason to do that. We do not have a post issue, we have a perimeter issue. Yeah. 
for 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 Boston, and that makes you that makes your problem even worse. Literally, it gives us offense, but it makes our defense worse. So it doesn't it make, make it makes your that much perimeter better. offense worse. Your yep. three point sh- eh, I don't know if it makes your three point shooting worse, not but really. it's not it's not improving it. You you make us worse offensively and defensively. You make us you make us you keep us okay. So you keep us plateaued on offense and defensively. You make us worse. Yeah. And then for the Celtics, I don't know why they would trade for Kelly Olynyk. I mean, I have to ask Jason what the package would be for that because you know we need, to, we need the Celtics guy to tell us what the package would be. I don't really. Th- I mean, I don't see why. No, but yeah. I mean, if you can get it, I don't hate a Jared Vanderbilt to Portland move though. I don't know what would be the package. I'm not too sure. I'm trying to think. Let me look at Portland's roster because if I can pull up Portland's roster and I can tell you what their package, I mean, maybe could be. Nazir Little. That was going to be my take. Zier Little, you got who else is over there? Dame is averaging thirty-one points. Jeez, you know Dame's doing his best. I mean, heroic effort. He's having the quietest thirty-one point season ever. Ever. <laughs> Keon Johnson or Trendon Warford and some picks. No, either no. or. I would say Nasir Little and probably picks. Um, and then the Jazz are also interested. You in could do Drew your banks and some picks. The Jazz are also interested in acquiring Obi Toppin. For the Knicks. So maybe... Oh my gosh. Obi Toppin still exists. So maybe that's a potential Kelly Olenek or Jaron Vanderbilt will be part Let of that deal. Let me see what Obi Toppin's been averaging. I don't think he's been it playing It can't been good. Oh, uh, he's played in all 40... He's played in 40 games. Hasn't started one. No. Seven points. Three rebounds. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no. No. no I mean... No. He was, what, top 10 pick? Seven. Yeah. The problem was he was an old guy. We knew this was going to be an issue. He's an old guy who relied on who relied on athleticism in college. When you have an old guy that relies on his athleticism in a college rank, it's a bad recipe because they're going against much better <laughs> players who are also younger. And that's it. Combi- it com- all that compounds for an issue that is not good. Yeah. And then... Another player that they have here, of course, I'm using NBA.com. They have a trade deadline article, February 6th edition. That's better than mine. I'm on ESPN. The Philadelphia 76ers are one of several teams interested in acquiring New Orleans Noel. He's only averaged 11.5 minutes per game this year with 2.5 points, 3 rebounds, and, and a block per game. So, I mean, in 11 minutes, that's not the worst. Uh, probably be getting bigger roles on f- teams like Philly, Boston, Sacramento, Miami, Dallas, and Denver. Those are all the teams interested in Neurons Noel. I would say after the Dallas trade. Name the those guy, teams again. I'm sorry. The 76ers, the Celtics, the Kings, the Heat, the Mavericks, and the Nuggets. Okay, so it's doing. It's happening again. The Heat are going to get named in every single player trade because we have Pat Riley. That's why. Um, th- that's why we're being named in those trades. Got it. Cool. Um, as far as everything else, I mean, I can see the Mavericks going for Noel, giving him twenty minutes a game, and seeing what he can do defensively. That would help them a lot, especially yeah. in the interior defense. I was really about to say that. So, Kings, maybe I don't know. I don't. Just, I just don't know who the Kings would give up. Some, they would give up picks because they have picks. Yeah, they have picks. Um, a first and two. A first, the heat, the first next year. Heat just doesn't no, make sense. No, it's because we have Pat Riley as our GM. That's yeah. the only reason why we're being linked. Unless to you it. give them Max Struess. <laughs> uh, at that point no 
Um, the Nuggets. <sighs> You've Jokic there. I mean, New Orleans Noel is great off the bench. Yeah, but but you're gonna. Don't rip. they have McGee? Yeah. Do they have Javale McGee? Javale McGee. Do they have Mr. Shackton a fool? Let me look up. Um. Oh, this is not the team. Javale McGee. No, they have the, the, the No, JaVale McGee's on the Mavericks, actually. Oh. <laughs> but JaVale McGee um, plays seven minutes a night. Only plays 30 minutes this season. And he's averaging four points. I think they'd be happy to get New Orleans Noel. Yeah. But at the same breath, JaVale McGee is like 35. So he's old. So, I mean, get New Orleans Noel in there. You get some perimeter defense. You get some post defense. Well, I said perimeter. Post defense in there. And, um, Yeah. It was nice having just me and you. It was like old times. It was like old times last semester with just me and you talk sometimes. Ah, feels <laughs> weird. No, because no, it makes sense because I'm so used to having everyone here. And like, I love the family that we've created. But it's just, it's nice when it's just me and you sometimes. That's fair. You supposed to say it back, butthole. Oh. Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, love it too. I hate you. We'll be back Wednesday. We'll be back. With uh, more NBA trade action, hopefully. More Super Bowl action coming later this week. And UFC 284 on Friday. Yes, sir. Stay tuned here at 90.7 WCOH. This is The Letterman. Keep it locked.